0: Well, we may be beginning this episode with a retraction, but we're here to talk jibberfish, aren't we, Dom? Yep, we Mm -hmm. most certainly are. What what is the retraction this week? Last week, we made a very generalising and sweeping statement about the nature of uh, people returning to the gym as part of a New Year, New Me campaign. Uh Yeah. And we said that you were all welcome, and we're happy to have (laughs) you there. (laughs) You fuckers can leave now. I'm done. you done with the New Year, New Me people. (laughs) I, I went back. I've been off for two weeks. From the gym, I've been unwell, my body just crashed. I was like, fuck it, I'm just, I'm just gonna, not going to go. I'll use all the energy, put it on repair myself, I'll get back out there and I'll I'll go to the gym. And I went, today, those fat fucks broke two things. <laughs> they broke two of the best weight machines in the room. <laughs> they broke the damn uh, shoulder press. Oh, dude, no. Fantastic machine they've got there because it's got multiple grips. Love it. Yep. It's great for isolation. Um, and Andy broke the like X cable fly machine. Oh dude, that is, is such a fucking good machine. It works so many different backs and they broke all the glory muscle machines. <laughs> I need to return to glory. You fuck stopped me. <laughs> I've had it. Get out, you fat fucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. You fucked. You had your time, go. So yeah, we're we're done with those people. Yeah, we're... I mean keep trying, but try elsewhere. Yeah, try somewhere that I'm not. Try try in someone else's gym, please. I uh, Yeah, that was an interesting return today because I, I wasn't sure how I'd feel going back in there. I'm feeling good right now. Guarantee I'm going to regret it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I know I, that feeling. I may have accidentally, like, minorly bullied somebody off him like, the, the deadlift spot because we're going to do something really basic bitch about it. No. Right. Were like, well, I need to do, like, this thing. I'm like, you could do that on that bench. You could just you go to that bench. You don't need a deadlift rack to do that. You, there's benches over there that you can do that on, and it'll be better for you anyway. Because it works, He was going like, to do like shoulder press stuff, yeah. But he went it went real lightweight because he is one of those new year, new me people. Yeah, he needs to start low. He's a bigger gentleman. Um, like you are not gonna need a full rack. I'm no. sorry, sir. I need to get my deadlifts in, and uh, I'm not exactly half asking this today. I need this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the that's the polite way to do it. Just look, you're gonna do it this way. You're gonna burn out if you want to, you know, do it properly. For as a kind of stepping stone, do it this way. That's the right way to do it. The wrong way to do it was in a video that I seen. It was kind of circulated through various rugby chats and stuff that I'm on, on Facebook. But it's this, uh, I think he's about 18, maybe 19. Like, pretty big dude. Like, yeah. He's he's, practic- he's in the gym doing his sort of rugby exercises. And he's doing these deadlifts. and I think he's lifting about 220k. Nice. He, the kid's gone for it. And he's sitting there, he does about three. Then some guy comes over as he's doing his fourth and kicks the bar at his hand. And he says, get out your glory lifting. And he goes, no, I've got stuff coming up. I need to, I need to build a bit more weight. Got big games that coming up. He's like, I don't care. Get out. You're glory lifting. The guy. I should also point out, he doesn't even work for the gym. The it's guy, just some random bro, some random dickhead. Like, random. don't dignify him with a bro. The guy's a cunt. <laughs> I never met somebody that was a bro. I was like, he's a gen- he's a genuine bro. Yeah. No, he's he's a dickhead. But he literally then pushes him over. Like, he almost falls over the weights that he's been lifting. And he says, "Let me go and get my stuff." And he pushes him again. And just like you've t- you've told the guy to leave. Now you're stopping him from leaving.
0: Right? Don't be that guy. So like the the first thing is like if you if you've ever done deadlifting, you know that as soon as you're done with your reps, your back is basically wet spaghetti. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. cannot like you have no like I I take ten seconds afterwards just holding on to the rack to like, right, okay, everything's fine and I'll just like support my own weight. Yeah, just let the lactic acid drain, yeah. and move <laughs> like, around. Let everything out, let everything kind of reorganise itself and sort it and then you can yeah, do stuff. I can walk without falling over. And that's when I'm like I've done my sets, I'm done. I put the bar down. Mm. I cannot imagine what it's like if somebody slapped, kicked or slapped the yeah. bar out of your damn hand. And I've,
1: I get to a decent weight when it comes when it comes to deadlifting because it's something that... Because of my posi- the position that I play in rugby, it helps me so much. It builds shoulders, backs, it, it, yeah. it helps a fuck down, builds legs. I get to about 200 when I'm deadlifting. Yeah. And oh, I used to before I turned into a fat sack of shit. Yeah. Uh, having that kicked
0: out of your hands... That's You're gonna spring fucking up, hurt. yeah. <laughs> That's hor- horrible, but yeah. Um, other I, thing as well is like, what did he define as
1: glory lifting? Apparently, he was just making too much noise, but he. he I think he just the way I seen it is he, he he was maybe making a bit too much noise, but he had pads underneath the, the bar.
0: Yeah. So when the weights were falling, they were cushioned. You still do get quite a bit of rattle. I, yeah. There's a few people who just throw the weights around and get really rattly. Yeah, the clean and press assholes that just go, Rah! and like throw the bar on yeah. the ground. You're a fucking asshole. Here's the thing though, with deadlifting, at a certain point, it does become a risk to yourself, of your own oh, health, to to like to lower the bar down. And that yeah. obviously varies from person to person. If you've been doing it a while, if
1: you've been going yeah. for, say, I get you, again, you would never do this in fucking in, in, in regular society, but. If you've been going for, say, 15 minutes deadlifting, you would never fucking... Uh, I mean, I would never do that because that's just fucking idiotic. Yeah. If, if you've been going 15 minutes and you think, right, I'm going to bend over and pick this up, you're putting your back under serious strain. Just stop.
0: Take a break, then go back to your sets. Yeah. I, I just can't believe that somebody would do that in the gym. And somebody who cares about the quality of people's experience in the gym by yeah. like, saying, oh, you're making too much noise, whatever the fact that that person would come in and like fuck up somebody's workout and risk their health yeah in that instant just to prove why. and then being a, being a dick in general that like is a whole other issue but the idea that somebody with that kind of you know mindset of the gym needs to be a place for everyone to then go and fuck up somebody's workout is an yeah. absolute like disgrace it's, do you know what the worst thing is people, oh, people say oh Can- Canadians are so polite I'm pretty sure it was in Canada dick yeah I'm pretty, the guy looked... The Canadians' is nice thing is kind of just a meme. Like, it doesn't yeah, have it, to it, be true. It truth. has
1: no truth to it, I think. I mean, yeah. I've met some nice Canadians.
0: Yeah. Met a lot of nice Canadians, but there are also, like, it's just a general population thing. Statistically, yeah. someone's going to have to be a dick. Yeah, there's a lot of nice Scottish people, but we both know from experience. There's a shit ton of
1: dickheads. Yeah, <laughs>
0: there's a lot of dickheads. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, deadlifting, I just so happened to see a... as a guy who is, like, a instagram workout like a uh, trainer guy or whatever no oh, yeah guy was doing deadlifts in a rack and was lifting about 800 pounds so What's that, that comes down to close to about 300 maybe close to 350 dom just made a face that everyone just kind of makes me who is wait he picks that up yeah. um he started bleeding from the chest jeez no fucking wonder there's three like randomly like one in each rep there's just like a pinprick hole appears and you see a trail of blood going down his skin. Is yeah. this a video that you watched or did this happen when you went to the this gym? This is a video. Oh, the video I watched. Say, if, if this happened in my gym, I would have filmed it myself. I would be <laughs> like, Dom, see. check it out. Oh, excuse me, sir. You're bleeding onto my camera. Could you turn the other way? <laughs> I mean, this is cool and all, but oh,
1: you're ruining the camera. Yeah, I mean, i have to get a new fucking screen protector on your case now. Fuck you.
0: The, uh, yeah, it was insane to watch because like he, he sees it. He knows it's happening like this has happened before and he reacts so calmly I'd be freaking out I'd be like yeah. first like, as soon as that first drop hits the mat under the feet and I go hey what's the oh well, that's me um, <laughs> we're done for the day yeah. <laughs> but oh. he, he he doesn't react he's got a guy filming it, he's got a camera on a tripod um, as well as somebody else filming from a different angle because you got to get that like maximum effort on like a YouTube video about deadlifts and none of them react they're all, like <laughs> Dave's bleeding again
1: oh, Jesus Fuck, oh, kill Dave! Fuck's killed sake, Dave. Dave. <laughs> what are you bleeding for again, man? It reminds me when he used to train at Falkirk Rugby Club. There was this uh, English dude, like, not muscle, like massive muscle, but had a lot of mass about him. He was quite a big, heavy set dude. Yeah. We were doing uh, squats. And we'd done squats for about like five. We do, were doing them kind of circuits, and he'd done squats, like getting like progressive more, more, more weight on him. So he was actually kind of fatigued. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to do uh, clean and like clean and jerk, clean and press. Yeah. And he just could more and more weight on. And have you ever heard the sound of someone's pectoral muscles tearing? No. It is fucking terrifying. Imagine if someone took a bass guitar and just snapped all the strings. Oh. Because like, literally, within minutes, he just went, you just seen a bruise forming down here?
0: Physio came in and went, take your t-shirt off. And it was just black. I've have seen the footage of it was a guy who broke the bench press world record. Yeah. Like he popped blood vessels and stuff in his chest. Yeah. And you see that fill up and it's like a, a blood bag. Yeah. It, it Just stapled to someone's chest. And you're like, oh my god, what the yeah. hell? So having I can't imagine it's fun to watch that happen. No, in the, real it life? happens
1: quite often in a sort of scrums because think about it, you're pushing quite a lot and it's a lot of shoulder and chest work. Mm-hmm. It happens quite a lot if you're putting a lot too much pressure on the scrum. But I've never seen anyone just doing like sort of presses. Yeah. And then just hear that t- it was the most horrifying sound I've ever heard. Yeah, because every- oh, you-, you hear the kind of clank of the machines. You hear people just kind of grunting. Like, and obviously the English guy just rrr, rrr, you know, everyone just kind of looked wide eyed or wide eyed like a kid that was getting shouted at. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, big fella is going to need to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but we could sit and rhyme off you know horrifying injuries that I've seen. A friend would- of mine broke his sternum. Damn. Because <laughs> like so I, only, I only really found out what it was a couple of years back. But the sternum was what holds your ribs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's that bone in between your rib cage. He broke that. Nice. <laughs> I, the weird thing for that one as well is that the ribs, Like whenever they staple them together, it's like an absolute nightmare because it's got to be stapled from like two or three different directions. Yeah. So whenever you do that, it's like plates go everywhere. But I can't, like, how do you fit it? Because it looks like almost like a spider. Yep. You give the main part the solar plexus, and then you just have like the other, like the rib cages coming off of it, like the ribs themselves. I'm like, how do you bolt that back? I together? don't know.
1: He had to go through. I think he had to go do a couple of surgeries, but this was back when he was
0: 16, so he was oh. doing his uh, prelim exams. Shit, <laughs> he was a little busy, and then all of a yeah. sudden here. Hey, so uh, you need to take some time off. <laughs> but my my
1: exams are coming up soon. I I need to sit them. You have no chest. You
0: have no chest, or you might not technically be able to sit. Yeah, we wouldn't medically <laughs> to, recommend it. <laughs> I could. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, could you do an entire exam like on your back, looking up yeah, at the paper?
1: Those, we, one of those cool like office desks that you see that you just have the swing back, so you could. Type of, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he didn't do them.
0: Crazy (laughs) office desk design, by the way. I've seen one with a treadmill built into it. It's literally just a wheel. The the wheel goes under your feet, over the top, and then over like the front of the desk, and the desk is just standing in the middle of it. Mm. Who the fuck came up with that? That is a hamster wheel. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a (laughs) hamster wheel for a desk. Like the standing desk was too far. (laughs) 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 I've seen other ones as well, like little like it's obviously for like uh, office workers who just spend all day on a chair and you would have like a little set of like not quite a bike but just the pedals oh, right. and you would just kind of power your like this thing is it doesn't do anything like if you could have it power your computer great yeah it's a massive leap forward in green energy but otherwise it's just somebody in their office making like a weird grinding noise yeah at that point that person's getting fired yeah, it's like you're making too much noise. You need to you need to stop. Get rid of the bike machine, unless you can hook it up
1: to your computer. contribute some power. Get yeah. rid of it.
0: Yeah. Help us with leaky bills, or fuck off. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I mean, if you could hook up the hamster wheel desk thing to some <laughs> kind of generator, I think you're making sustainable energy. Out of that. Yeah, just think about the amount of people that work in offices. As well, I think Except the I will condone the, the the treadmill desk, but
0: the fucking idiots that sit on. Uh, Oh, yoga balls. Yeah, the yeah, yoga balls. Oh, it helps my posture. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> I'm building core strength. It looks like you're riding a dick. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like you're just bouncing on a chode. Uh, like when you see people,
1: you see videos again on Instagram. I'm fucking coming after Instagram. <laughs> dickheads today. When you see them, they've got the, they're doing like cleaning presses or they're doing squats or something on the, the yoga ball or the skill ball as they call it. Yeah. That's not going to fucking do anything for you. You're never going to be able to get. Fair enough. It might do something to your core muscles, but you're going to get so much more out of the workout if you get rid of the stupid fucking bouncy ball. Yeah, and just do regular fucking squats or regular uh, press.
0: Yeah, like you can shoulder press and build your core strength by just standing there. Yeah, just do the regular exercise. Get rid of the fucking yoga ball. As, the other thing as well for me is like, when are your legs going to be like that when you have to shoulder yeah, press? It's completely unrealistic. When are you going to like have a chair? Like, oh, hold on, sit on this chair. Also, we're going to move it up and down. And uh, you're gonna just press this up with your shoulders. It's spine. a massive
1: leap forward for the uh, the roller coaster workout. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you're ever going to work it in a roller coaster, sure, put in the yoga ball, but you're never going to need it.
0: It's yeah. like algebra; you're never going to realistically use it. I, no, I well, was gonna say. Uh, there was, wait, I use it. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, nah, I, I don't. I use very basic arithmetic, and it's marvelous. Yeah, at some people, but you just it's like, come on, guys, just crunch some numbers. It's fine. You can do this in your head, surely. Yeah. I was like, no. Do you need a calculator? Oh, wait, it's 2 plus 2. Why do you need a calculator? Do you need a calculator? No. Good. Because there's one on the computer. Fuck. <laughs> Thought we had a winner there. We don't. <laughs> I, uh, I actually I, I passed a Reddit milestone this week. Okay. And uh, I've been on there for about three years. And it's, I'm really glad to finally pass this, uh, the milestone of finally being banned from a subreddit. You got banned from a subreddit. Yeah, what subreddit and why? Fourteen hour, uh, fourteen day ban from um, uh, praise the cameraman, okay. which was a really interesting, um, like series of clips that people took of like filming and people doing just like fun stuff, and then a cameraman also doing it, like where the camera work was as impressive, or the fact that the cameraman came or kept up with the performer was impressive. All right, so
1: kind of like the someone takes clips of bear girls and just say look look at the cameraman he's keeping up with the bear girls. I'm
0: more sure. to do with like if you have like a a snowboard trick compilation right. and it's like oh wait there was a guy on a snowboard keeping up with that guy also holding a camera at the same time like yeah, damn that's impressive like praise the cameraman. Yeah right. Fun subreddit and I noticed there was like a lot of cross posting going on from different places that were quite general. Um, and I thought okay well I guess we can have loosened up some of the rules so we can share some more interesting and weird com- uh, content. I found a, a post in the Red Dead Redemption 2 subreddit that was um, titled the last thing you want to see while fishing and I was like that's pretty cool I'll click it see what happens and it's just a guy looking at this massive expanse of water and then I was like oh shit so I'm going to jump out the water something weird going to happen you literally just see a pistol come into framing and then <laughs> shoot him in the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's pretty funny." And like, you know, if you're the gamer, you're the cameraman. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this this will be acceptable to post." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, though, the like, I, I looked at the, the analytics for the post. hundred percent positive uh, upvotes. Hmm. Couple comments saying it was very funny and they enjoyed it, and then just I meet, I woke up the next morning to a message saying you've been banned from the subreddit for fourteen days. I was like, you know what? done fuck it i left that subreddit it's 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 fine but um actually somebody came to my defense two people have posted saying shouldn't it have been banned for it and i'm like uh I'll, like guys thanks Like i dm them privately and was like yeah. thanks i appreciate it but
2: uh, i'm not losing I, sleep over this. i'm not losing <laughs> sleep
0: over this i'm done with the subreddit anyway it's becoming very like i see the same places being used for source material yeah i'm like fuck fuck it don't care anymore i'm done with the place if the mods want to be like that yeah that's fine, go for it. I I find just talking about photos and taking photographs. Again, I'm
1: fucking coming off to Instagram today. <laughs> uh, someone described, uh, someone it, told me a new word and I wish I didn't fucking know it. It's Instagrammable. We were in university and one of my friends went, Oh, this place is very Instagrammable. And I went, What is that word? Tell me what that word means and never use it again. They went. Oh, it just it looks like you could get some cool dope ass Instagram pics. And I went, dope ass Instagram pics. Did you genuinely just say that in front of me? Did you use oxygen? What's to the matter, say- Dom? Say that.
0: What's the matter, Dom? It's a pretty lit place. <laughs> oh, did you? This place is sick. <laughs> wicked retarded. How about that? W- wicked, wicked smart. Wicked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say wicked smart all the time. I don't even mean to. Uh, the, uh, yeah, blame, blame a lot- Bill Burr and other <laughs> Bostonian communities
0: there's a lot of
1: uh, I say other Bostonian comedians like there's more than just three
0: I think Joe Rogan technically counts
1: yeah that's Joe Rogan uh, fuck what the hell is his name Pete Holmes Pete Holmes he's Bostonian in Bilbo Mm. the the big
0: three yeah the big three Boston (laughs) I uh, free the Boston three (laughs) free the Boston three and we have the episode title Free the Boston Three, <laughs> and this time we'll actually make it the episode title. We we did catch that one uh, afterwards. Where I was like, I published the episode. Oh, did you call it? Uh, y'all need y'all motherfuckers need friendship. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oops. <crap. laughs> Maybe this time we'll take a note of it before we forget it. The Boston Three. <laughs> Free the Boston Three. <laughs> Free the Boston Three. Uh, I have t- what was the thing? Oh yeah, took photos and re- Reddit and stuff. I did find a new place though that I really enjoy. Uh, Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia, what's that? Thalassophobia is the fear of open water. So you ever see like the the sea and you're at the beach and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then you see there's a really dark patch and you're like, oh God, that's where the the beach stops and the the sea begins. That's thalassophobia. Mm. That punch in the gut feeling of, I need to swim back. There there could be (laughs) monsters here.
1: (laughs) There's probably not. Cthulhu might be here. I'm not running. I'm not yeah. running the chances.
0: I'm not rolling these dice. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to the beach. I'm gonna enjoy a cocktail. And I'm gonna to go to bed again. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sit and you know develop skin cancer on the beach. So thalassophobia, uh, the subreddit, is a weird mix of like actual pictures from like deep sea divers hmm. and people who are interested in sharks and stuff and just weird deep sea creatures and then also weird artwork. There's a lot of really like as it, we're talking about. That type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, from the depths of hell, also the bottom of the sea. Here's your introduction to thalassophobia. The, the like, thalassophobia, when you actually go and Google it to try and find out what the term means, because it was like, I think I've heard this term before, can't remember the exact definition. When you Google it, you get a bunch of really shitty articles of, like, 15 photos that prove you have thalassophobia. Like, no, motherfucker, that's just a picture of a shark. That's a perfectly reasonable fear. Yeah. Yeah, Th- a phobia is an unreasonable fear a fear of open water is an unreasonable fear because if you see some of the posts are quite good where it's it's just like a pit and you just can't see the bottom of the water and you know it's just a pit it's an isolated body of water but you're scared as fuck of that body of water because monsters could be there there's no actual fear of the water it's like I can't see the bottom of this (laughs) fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a really good definition of like a phobia it's that realisation that you might if you do get to the bottom you might not make it back up yeah but some of the, the cave diver pictures or like the uh, the deep sea divers like the people are just like I'm just going to go snorkeling uh, and you're like, oh where are you going to go do, like just out there now I'm going to go down like 50 feet like 50 feet like, Yeah, 50 feet. and you just go <laughs> just free diving <laughs> and you're like what the fuck is wrong with you people <laughs> They're a different breed of human. Yeah, they're just
1: completely different people altogether. I wish I could be that kind of person. It's
0: just like, fuck, I'm just going to do it. Like, no, nah, nah. I'm just. I need to think about things too much. I'm, I'm should... going to just sit at the edge of a cliff that, like, can I send a camera down there so <laughs> yeah. I don't have to risk my own life? Yeah, that's what I'd do. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, but actually, now think about it. Drones, underwater drones, yeah, submarine drones. <laughs> Stop the podcast. We're going to the- <laughs> Dragons Den. Where the fuck are you? We're going to the bank. <laughs> we need a loan. Why submarine drones? <laughs> How many people die because they drown? Would you save their lives? <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you're not giving a loan to heroes. <laughs> what, you're not a patriot? <laughs> Do you not want like- your citizens to survive? <laughs> Sounds like someone wants the communists to win. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone supports Hitler. <laughs> I, I Actually, uh, the 10-year challenge has been annoying the fuck out of me. Oh, if I get tagged in that one more time, I'm going to... I should
1: legally on, be able to. I forgot
0: someone. <laughs> Show us your 10-year challenge, though. No. No. I don't like pictures of me when I was uh, 18. <laughs> yeah, fuck, that's scary. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm still 27. So, well, I, I, yeah, it be pictures from me... Either way,
0: like that time is not a good time in anyone's life. I had like long
1: hair and no beard, and I was fat as fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you're a cosplay model and you happen to be kind of emo geeky like 10 years ago, yeah, that's cute in front of post. When you're just a dude, your 10 year challenge photo is just you added a beard and a bit of grey hair. Yeah,
1: just or you you might have added or lost a bit of mass, but because uh, of the amount of people that I hang about with that used to be into the sort of goth and scene and heavy metal they're type pretty birds. funny aren't they it's hilarious you see yeah. people that, I mean one of the one of the people that I, uh, I'm friends with on Facebook one of the most stunning creatures you'll ever see on this planet she is fucking gorgeous then you see her 10 years ago and she's got the weird crimped multicoloured <laughs> bulletproof fringe across her face and every time I see it because it gets shared, like, oh my god, you're so brave, you're so courageous, you're so pretty, and the one comment that I fucking hate is when people type someone stunning, I'm like, fuck off with that. (laughs) Piss off with that bullshit. (laughs) I just want to type in, yeah, you really lucked out, didn't you? (laughs) Puberty kicked the shit out of you.
0: The the winners, though, for that, for me, anyway, are, uh, well, first of all, I will say Mariah Carey is correct. Her 10-year challenge photo is just the same photo as a joke, saying I don't give a fuck about age. I don't think Mariah Carey has aged. Oh, yes, we were talking aged. about this before we started, and Samuel L. Jackson is his mother is being played in the movie Glass. His mum is being played by a woman who is younger than Samuel L. Jackson. You're like that motherfucker's an age. But Mariah Carey, that is a special type of unaging. Yeah, that's maybe that, unnatural. That's some Keanu Reeves. Someone sacrificed a child to Baphomet. Nonsense going <laughs> on right there. The uh, there was just that picture, and uh, the actual winner though. ...is DJI uh, the people who make uh, the drones... ...because mm. we the drones... Um, ...they showed a picture of what drones were like... ...when they made them 10 years ago... ...and the drones now... ...and they showed the Mavic 2 Pro... ...and you're like, that thing is like... ...palm-sized? Yeah, it's not big at all... ...and it has like a 4K camera... <laughs> you're ...like, wow, how the fuck do you people fit all this in? They show you the drones from 10 years ago... um, ...they literally have a Canon DSLR camera on the front of the, like, a mini helicopter, that that was how they took photos. That and you can see the they've, like, shots. jerry-rigged everything. You're like, dude, 10-year progress on drones has been insane. Yeah. And that's why we need to break into the submarine drone game exactly, right now. We need
1: to do it now. We need to get on top of that now.
0: Yeah. That's why we're deleting that part of the podcast so nobody can steal the idea. Exactly. We're going to We should delete the whole podcast. Burn the studio down. And we've got to kill James Cameron
1: before he just gets any ideas. He's our closest competitor. Yeah, he is. And speaking of James Cameron, I want a fucking word of him. Yeah. (laughs) Alita Battle Angel does not look good.
0: Which one was that? That was the, it's like an anime adaptation or something? Yeah, it's, I can't, I always remember Alita
1: Battle, or Battle Angel Alita was something that I remember seeing when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I remember it being quite, it was one of those animes or mangas that was quite dear to people. Now I've seen the, the Hollywood remake and I just thought, people are not going to be happy with this. Did people not see Ghost in the Shell? Ghost in the Shell was
0: bad. I'm happier with Hollywood taking a crack at it than I am Netflix. Oh, yeah. I just can I don't want people to do...
1: It kind of seems like a bit of a cash grab, because it is a cash grab. Just think, right, let's, gonna, let's go into that manga and anime market and let's try and make some movies out of that. Get that weed money, son. Yeah, get that weed money. Then... But, Ghost in the Shell did not work out well because it was marred in controversy. Now, uh, Battle Angel or a Battle Angel is set not to work because people think there's too much CGI in it. She's a battle droid with <laughs> eyes that take up fifty percent of her face. What part of that does work in, in film? I get, there's, I get that you need to do stuff to make it work, but I just don't think it's going to be a good movie. I we'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll wait. To Same see rules always is.
0: apply. We'll give it a go. Then we'll yeah. talk shit about it. And then we couldn't do better if we tried ourselves.
1: Yeah, that's that's always an important thing. Fair enough. It's it's called an opinion for a reason. It's my opinion. I could never make movies to the degree James Cameron does because he made Aliens and Terminator 2. Yeah. Two of the greatest movies of all time. And to my mind, the only two sequels that surpassed the original. Well, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'd say the only two sequels that surpassed the original.
0: Yeah. Uh, do, I, forget, I keep forgetting if you watch the show or not. Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, so I watched game of Thrones. Did you see the uh the trailer that dropped into the I crypts? No, did not know. Um it very minimal. It is uh John, Arya, and Sansa Stark going into the, the crypts under uh Winterfell oh. and seeing the f- like the their father's uh, statue, the mother's statue, and just hearing quotes from them mm. and then seeing statues for themselves. Oh, wait, they're not dead yet. And then you see a creeping mist rolling in, you it. Like, oh <laughs> uh, winter is indeed coming heavy foreshadowing Ooh. <laughs> um but I, I i saw that trailer and somebody said what do you think of it said, looks really good very minimal i like it fact, there's almost nothing involved like there's a bit of editing there's just people walking down a hallway reacting to statues and then reacting to their own statue and then drawing a sword as Mistral's in yeah that was like a one that was like a half a day's work i guess on shooting hmm if they did it right and then you've made a very effective trailer um, I'm waiting for a second one though yeah there'll be there'll be a second one because it starts April May yeah I'm waiting Somewhere for one with it. the the Lannisters because I think when I looked at that one I saw the same channel I think it's like HBO I think it's actually HBO's YouTube channel yeah they posted a, a, a video about December which was I think it was uh, Dragonstone which is one of the like it was showed earlier it's that place with the giant table map of, like, all of Westeros. Oh, yeah. Um, they showed that, and from the north, it's being frozen, and they show... They make great pains of showing the wolf, which is how Starks' emblem being frozen, and then that moves south. And then from the south heading north, everything gets engulfed by flames, and they show the lion burning. So the Lannisters. Yeah. So I'd expect a kind of counter-trailer for the Lannisters in the next week or so. Hmm. I'd maybe wait a couple of weeks, but I'd, I'd expect it out by a month's time yeah I think they're they're definitely going to keep teasing
1: us back <clears throat> because it has been a while since we've had Game of Thrones on TV I
0: think well over a year and a half yeah which is that. nuts
1: yeah that's weird to think but I think especially nowadays with the Marvel shows on Netflix and various other shows we're used to getting a new series to watch every year so I think Game of Thrones did the right thing saying right we're going to we're going to leave it for a bit because the yeah. season before the last season was heavy there was a lot to take in, in and <laughs> better than season, was it season 5 where they just decided fuck it let's kill Jon Snow and bring him back next episode
0: that was over the season brick yeah. that was the end of season 5 stab him in the chest repeatedly yeah and then episode 6 or episode 1 season 6 uh, ta-da he's back yeah I didn't
1: like that, I, I think it would have been so much more potent to the story if he just stayed dead for a bit not bring him back immediately but again I don't write mm. it I, I think writers are the most underappreciated people in America in a, yeah. any kind of drama or any kind of entertainment.
0: So, they know what they're doing. One thing that is being the the main critique of people who've read the books is they've sped it up
1: a lot. Yeah, I don't think they're even at this the point where they're getting to it in the last series in the books. I don't think George R. R. Martin has got round to. Well, he's not round putting but the he's, brickwork in the final.
0: He sat down with the showrunners and said, "This is how it ends. This is who wins. This is how it happens." Go ahead with it. Make the scripts. I'm gonna keep writing the book, but I'll do it slightly differently. More to do with like stuff that's left on my side of things, like there's characters yeah. that aren't in there that need to be in the the last couple of books and bits that need to be tied up. Because yeah. I think is, like half the stuff that's not being like tied up in the books was like dealt with in the show. Yeah, like the last season was just like fuck this, fuck this, done here, done here, moving on, next thing. Um, but yeah, that's been dealt with. Uh, very like. I can't imagine how many scripts there are. Out there are just as like decoys. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know they did the uh the, like the only person who knew about the reaction of like remember the uh, Star Wars scene where it's like Luca I am your father. Yeah. James Earl Jones was the only person, the first person to know about what was actually going on in that scene. Like Spiel, oh, yeah. Spielberg hit it. Yeah. Lucas hid it from
1: everyone. Yeah, that's one of my favorite sort of uh, things to do. Uh, things to see in a in a movie. Because it's been used in Doctor Who, it's been used in Star Wars, it's been used in the Avengers, because apparently, leading up to the tail end in Infinity War, only certain people knew what was going to happen. I think, yeah. uh, obviously, uh, specifically in, when they're fighting on Titan, I think only Robert Downey Jr. knew what was going to happen. Everyone else just kind of went, yeah, read your scripts now, and they went, oh shit, this is what happens Ooh. to Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing on uh, Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe one person a couple of people knew this is what's going to happen to these characters and then holy shit Bucky's disintegrating fucking Groot's disintegrating so they wanted to get the genuine reactions I fucking love seeing that because it kind of gives you that more authentic experience because you've seen it in uh, the first Alien movie no one knew that the 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 chest buster -buster was 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 going to come out of uh, John Hurt yeah then you see Sigourney Weaver and the and just going holy shit what the fuck whoa because uh, apparently at some point somebody picks up, up a, a fire extinguisher or a dinner tray. Apparently that's completely genuine. He was ready to smash the fuck out of that <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite things to do in any Blu-ray is just watch, uh, watch the director's commentary. Oh yeah. And just say, oh at that point uh, the actor that plays this guy, he was ready to knock a bitch out. <laughs> he was <laughs> terrified.
0: Director's comments are really underappreciated. And I, I haven't sat and binged one in a while, but it's probably because I haven't found one for a while that I really wanted to sit down and... Listen to the director, but there's a few that I'm like, eh, maybe. Like, I wonder if there's one for the raid. That, that would probably be, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I've got the players of the Raid. That might be worth a look. Yeah. The last, genuinely, the last director's commentary that I watched was for the interview.
1: All right, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. But every so often you see Seth Rogan just go, and it's like, oh. <laughs> he, it, he laughs a lot because you can tell that him and James Franco were just off their fucking chops. <laughs> like, you're laughing at everything, just. Particularly the bit in the interview when he shoves the, the rocket up his ass.
0: I haven't seen the interview, but this is, Brian.
1: I like where this is going. Yeah. You know what it's about, though. They sneak into Korea. Yeah. They, they get, he has to pick up something, but it comes in a little, sorry, missile. He uh-huh. has to shove the missile up his ass. And <laughs> he was saying, filming that, because he, he got asked it quite a lot during the film, he said, was that unpleasant? He went, no, I didn't shove the thing in my actual ass. I, just, <laughs> I acted that part. It's called
0: acting. Yeah, but he did have to like, put it out his ass and he said, this thing was cold as fuck. <laughs> You've <laughs> got to, to you kind of hold it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make it disappear yeah. for the camera's sake, not for, <laughs> you know. Fuck. You can't actually show the shoving, I yes, guess. you can't.
1: And especially the way it was like a little kind of missile looking thing with all these
0: little protrusions sticking out of it. Like imagine that going up. The oh. Butt. No, no, the problem with that is not in the butt, out the butt. You got me thinking of cat dicks at this point. Cat dicks have the little. Like yeah, the little spine prongs getting... going back. You're like, yeah, dude, who? No, <laughs> yeah. that's an argument either against God or against the idea that God is loving and kind. <laughs> <The> God is...
1: <laughs> I don't know how we got on at this. Conversation, got on to text but speaking of cat it was like, rockets in the interview. Yeah, rockets, yes. In but um, <laughs> my, a couple of friends of mine—they were looking for a new pet because they, recently they were moving out of their old house. They couldn't take the dog with them, so they get rid of the dog. Mm-hmm. It was a huge sort of like pretty bad moment for them so they thought right we're going to go get a new pet so they were looking at getting a cat yeah recently uh, we all to their new place all set up place is looking really nice and they said right this is our cat Opie like, oh cool o- Opie's like, this big, massive fucking thing like white and ginger cat they went, oh by the way watch out he doesn't bite you and I went oh right said, it's a cat watch out he doesn't bite you and I went no uh, he has feline HIV or feline intravenous or whatever it is. FIV FIV yeah yeah uh, My, I was being the loving caring man that I am I'm always good towards my friends I understood and said yeah that's a good cat to get did i fuck and i said why can't you just get a normal cat <laughs> well, did, the, did the shelter
0: run out of normal cats yeah, did they run out of cats that didn't have fiv so <laughs> like the worst joke in uh dan Harmon's podcast was that he he got a cat with a girlfriend and they went and got one with fiv because hmm. it was like well worst case scenario it dies in a year And we'll move on with our lives and get an actual pet. You know, we'll use this one as like a training pet. (laughs) The cat's still around seven years later. The girlfriend isn't. (laughs) He just has a cat with cat aids that just kind of runs around the house. And he's like, great. I I love the cat so much, but at the same time, got cat aids. Like, it's not going to end well. (laughs) Horrific. Yeah, it's it's
2: pretty bad. (laughs)
0: I don't know why I find that one so funny. It's just something about the fact that you would get a cat, assuming it would be dead, and then somehow like it was... It survives was w- longer than the relationship. <laughs> yep. That <laughs> I I would... I just kind of happens with
1: Dan Harmon. Most of this stuff is just, oh, the bad thing happened? Yeah, the bad thing happened, didn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. The bad thing happened to Dan Harmon.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> He's just a, such a cheery man. I'm surprised more good things don't happen to
0: him. I'm still waiting to see how this 70-episode uh, run of Rick and Morty that he was commissioned to do by Adult Swim is going to affect his life. Yeah, he's. I gonna... don't think this ends well. No, 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 no. We've been a, a friend of mine, uh, who is now in Canada. Uh, we've been taking. Uh, we took bets way back when he was making Community mm. on whether or not making Community would kill him. We lost that bet, yeah. but the bet kind of we've kind of just kept going with it, and we keep doubling down. At this point, I'm pretty sure somebody owes somebody about fifty quid. <laughs> We'll see. I I get the feeling that I'm gonna win this one with the 70 episodes. We'll yeah. see.
1: It's like I mean, the only bet that I've ever made with someone is it's still an ongoing bet. Uh, a friend of mine from uni said he had he started drinking one night and he said that's I will never touch a single drop of alcohol again. And I went you're in university. I'm pretty sure I could get you a drink at some point. And I went do you want to put money on it? And I went sure. Fifty quid. I can get you a drink. <laughs> get you a drink before the end of the four years. And I went you're on. Shit, you know, a week later we <laughs> <he> paid <laughs> up because we were, we're out for lunch. Um, had the rest of the, we were off for a week or something like that, and I went. Eh, anybody want to get the anybody want to get the drinks in? I like, oh, sure I'll get this, and I just I put the beer down, and I just kind of like. Everyone's like, he's not going to drink it. He's like, you're here. He's, he's going to try and get the fifty quid out of you. Minutes later, he just came up to me with a fifty quid not here. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking told you, you're in university in Scotland. There's no way you're going to get away with it sober.
0: You can't get away with this one.
1: No. And I worked away fifty quid. The
0: Richard. I uh, have you had any encounters with dry January people? Oh, fucking everywhere. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, was it the? One of the very few places that I actually hang out that isn't university or here, uh, the rugby club. I went in as I went in to get the round for people. It's like massive fucking tray of drinks and some old seed pit bitch that has no fucking like inclination and in had no fucking steering in this conversation. Just came over and went, "Have you ever considered dry January?" I went, "No." I'm going to take these beers over Oh this wait, table. Like,
0: No, I just meant like if you tried with somebody who just is doing dry January, because yeah. right now they're starting to get dressed, but you met somebody who saw you carrying a tray of drinks yeah. and said, it's time for me to intervene. Yeah, just, she had no
1: like, she had no bearing on the conversation. She had nothing to do with me. I never fucking met her before. In the rugby club, had a tray, just had about eight or nine pints on the table, on the tray, and I, she went, I think it may be time for you to consider, or have you ever considered doing dry January? I just kind of went, nah not going to do it went and put the drinks down and she's seen that as I must convince this young man and followed me over and decided to address a table full of rugby players who just played a game were fucking knackered We just wanted to strap on the feed bag and throw back a couple of pints and she's going gentlemen this is too much and I went it's not enough we're sore <laughs> as hell and we're hungry as hell we want a drink
0: lady this is called buying a few rounds so we don't have to get up because yeah. our legs don't work anymore exactly I mean, it wasn't even the. I think there was. I bought a pint, one for each person
1: at the table. It's like we're going to go up and get another round, but I'm just being sociable. <laughs> it's my <laughs> round. I ain't going to back away. So, and she stayed there for a good twenty minutes. I'm like, eventually, uh, one of the guys was uh, one of the guys was at the table. His missus came over and just went. You need to go. <laughs> yeah. You realize you're in a rugby club. Because yeah. we, we were just, we were all sitting there not paying attention to her. She chatted away to at one of us. Then girl comes over and says, yeah, get out. Like, you're not welcome here. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I think there needs to be a weird thing of, like, the, it's British politeness to just kind of say, "Uh, you for your opinion, and not throw the person, like, just to the door. Yeah. But I do think there needs to be a point where you say, look, you're uninvited. Yeah. You're not welcome. You're not with anyone. That was another yeah. weird thing. She was in there on her own. Like, this 45-year-old
1: woman in there on her own. I don't know if she was meeting people, or she was just maybe oh, I'll go in. I'll go into this hostel and I'll have myself a nice imbibement. No, why the fuck were you in there? You just coming here to lecture some rugby players who are pretty hard drinkers at the best of times. Yeah, uh, that the, their way is not the truth. Maybe she was trying to offload some Gideon's Bibles or something like that. And she just thought this would be a good place to do. It.
0: I just nah, no. nah. It's, it's a weirdly amazing. pushy person. I don't like yeah.
1: that. I just it's it's why the, the, it's been shattered quite a lot recently. The idea of the pushy vegan. Yeah, like I don't see that anymore. I've seen it a couple of times where people just go, "No, you, you're eating too much meat. You're eating too." Much. I get that we're eating too much meat. Yeah, but most most people that I meet nowadays that are vegan they just go, "You ever consider that?" And I've had a few genuine conversations with people, mm. particularly in Edinburgh when it's all about, it's all about it's basically just a cultural melting pot. There's just you're never going to meet three people the same. Like one person's going to be vegan, another one's going to eat nothing but frying pans, the other one's going to be a like your quote unquote regular normal dude who eats burgers and chicken and what have you. Yeah. The frying pan fucker can get out. if he's if he's getting his uh, nutrition from no, Tefal no, 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 frying no, no, pans.
0: No, let's let's wait and see him eat a frying pan first. I mean, we <laughs> want to see a freak show here. Yeah, just if you can eat that whole frying pan. Sure, I'll pay for the frying pan. <laughs> I'll pay for the goddamn frying I'll pan. I'll pay. I'll pay Tefal, son. I'll pay Tefal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you. I'll buy you another round of frying pans if you can eat one frying pan. I uh, I actually, because we talked about it last week. Um, one of the things that have seen as a rise to oh, was the, the the meat eating issue we, which we talked about last mm. week has been obviously not the push of the vegans and you're like okay crazy vegan people go sit down um there's vegetarians still there and then i've seen this thing and it's called uh what's it called flexitarianism flexitarianism it's not saying don't eat meat it's saying eat less meat and we will make products to accommodate that yeah And i've actually spent this week eating flexitarian burgers which is still a beef patty, but mixed in there is pinto beans. I like pinto beans because they're part of burritos. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. just a good source of protein. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's a good substitute for meat. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a try. It's fine. Tastes great. And it's, it's an interesting alternative yeah. to have, it's like a barbecue flavored thing. So it's soaked in barbecue sauce, like the, min- the minces. Yeah. Then it's all mulched in with a bunch of pinto beans. And it's just set it in regular it's patties. Pretty, it's pretty good, yeah. Breaks up the texture a little bit, which can be a bit off-putting, but once you get used to it, you're like, oh, it's fine. Chuck on a couple of slices of cheese, jalapenos, hot sauce, yeah. whatever. Whatever Bang. poison is, just good burger. Just a regular burger with some weird crunchy bits inside. So worth the sure. good, actually,
1: yeah. yeah. I think it's getting to the point where the problem with our overconsumption of meat is just people are too used to it. Just this is what they've been raised on. Yeah. So I think um, trying something different probably won't be the worst thing because I know over the past couple of years I've definitely made a conscious effort to try and eat less of a certain type of meat, and I know the worst th- the worst thing for it is chicken. We eat way too much chicken just as a general society. But it's so it good, tastes so damn good. I don't <laughs> eat as much beef anymore because one thing I realized in Scotland you can't really get good cuts of beef. We get s- yeah. obviously the silver sides come out around about Christmas, but you can't really get that year round. Yeah. And I don't eat lamb because lamb's just uh, lamb. I went off lamb in a bad
0: way. A lot of people go off lamb because they have a horrible story at an Indian restaurant. As most yeah. of the times I've heard, somebody go, "I used to enjoy lamb, but not anymore." Why? What happened? Well, this one time I visited this a restaurant, and uh, the next day I never left the bathroom. Oh um,
1: yeah, uh, if people uh, I've heard quite a few stories of people having a really really bad or really really overly spicy uh, lamb Rogan Josh and just emptying it.
0: I was like with food poisoning. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the I can see that, yeah. My one is I stepped away. I really have bacon, can't stand bacon anymore. I don't know what it is, it's just a high what, fat I have content. A to make. Yeah, can't eat bacon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep, can't eat bacon. <laughs> just, just out there, it's the salt and the grease. If it's been dried, I removed all flavor. Mm-hmm. I can eat it, but it's getting to the point where I haven't eaten that much bacon for a while, it doesn't really affect me okay it's the fat the salt and the grease it just kind of works together it just make a punching bag out of my old man's
0: fucking stomach the medallions are okay which is when you eat the bacon that's like the big circle bit at the yeah, top yeah the, they're basically just really really flat gammon steaks yeah um, and actually real man's bacon is called gammon steak so you know get on with yeah. it uh, do, do, are you able to eat gammon steaks? I don't like gammon steak <laughs> I don't like- <laughs> But you're supposed to have pineapple on it. No, <laughs> no, have a fried egg on it like a real man. You no, know I put on top of my uh, gammon steak, another gammon steak, yeah, that's <laughs> like a, man. a real that's man. Man. That's a man's gammon steak. <laughs> I did that though. There, just I was like, I, I opened the packet and I'm like, I can eat two gammon steaks in one sitting. <laughs> Fuck it. Or <laughs> when you rip the packet and you can't put another one back, like, I can eat two, yeah, I, I'll figure this out. <laughs> Done that with a
1: steaks. I had these uh, packet of butcher steaks. You know how they come in a little uh, polystyrene tray that covered with the, the cling film?
0: Yeah, the surround wrap, yeah.
1: Yeah, I basically cracked that. and didn't have any other tubs. Because at that point, <laughs> I got really into meal prep. All right, That's something yeah. that do, I don't do a lot now. But there was Monday, it was like chicken and rice, Tuesday, pasta with tomato sauce. And just I em- used all the, the lunch boxes in my house. <laughs> I thought, fuck, I've got these two steaks. I have the house to myself. I can't divvy these up with other people. If I cook it and leave it in the fridge, I guarantee I'm not going to go back to it. Yeah. I can take down two steaks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I made them the way I like it. I made it blue. I cooked everything, but made the peppercorn sauce. I didn't have any uh, chips because I'm trying to avoid chips. Yeah. I realized I don't like chips, especially the chip shop chips. I
0: don't like them. I I like them after several pints. That's about it. I I do. I go for the kebab. I I have to stay away from kebabs just because it's so much fat. Oh, yeah. It's
1: it's the fact that you wake up in the morning, your face feels greasy, and you know for a fact you're just going to be spotty like a teenager yeah
0: and as bearded gentleman there may be the issue of like wax yeah. di- or like fat disappearing into the beard yeah it's like, and oh, then here's snapping of, out later here's a bit of red cabbage that i didn't know was in there i uh no there was a, we used to go to the there was a local place that was just down the road it's been replaced in, and taken over bonus and let's go and let's um, go um and at one point we used to get like the donner kebab calzones and I love those things. Yeah. I'm talking like all this, all the hot sauce, all the onions, all the everything. Give me what you got. Yeah, just put all of it in uh, an inverted pizza. Yeah. And uh, we used to munch these things. And it was when I was eating one, I could see the fat like pouring out of yeah. the thing onto the box. I was like, no, I can't eat. Like, this is my last one. I'm done. Yeah. Occasionally i go back and have like like Donner meat as part of something else. Yeah, But calzones or Donner kebab calzones, yeah. it's too much. Yeah,
1: I actually had a... You know when you have those conversations with people when you say, look, something needs to change. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My older brother, he got in a really bad way. When he first started his job, he would come home. Uh, He'd come home at, say, 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, basically sleep for most of the day, miss dinner, then wake up at, say, 8 or 9 o'clock at night and just like, right, I'm going to get something. He would always order Donna Calzone. Yeah. And it got to the point where he was working, he was doing that shift, say, 4 or 5 times a week. And he was just—he kept having Donna Calzones. and it took my oldest brother's wife, my sister-in-law, to come in and say, "Look, this is what you're eating." She took out—she's a nursery, nurse, actually. She's got like, always got access to rubber gloves and medical supplies. Yeah. and stuff. She just pulled a couple of a pair of rubber gloves out of her pocket, cut the calzone in half, and just squeezed it. Yeah. I went, "This is what you're eating," and it was just chili. It was chili covered
0: grease. That's the thing is it. that the fat comes out and it's orange. Yeah. And I looked at it because it was on the board. And oil. Nasty it was on the box, and I was like. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then I moved the box. Up somewhere. I'm done. I've had my meal. And I left it at the box. And it poured out the corner onto my jeans. I ruined a pair of jeans with kebab yeah. fat. And I was like, okay, I, w- I was done before. Now I'm fucking now done. Fucking done. Now <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I totally empathize with the fact that you can squeeze a cow's on and the juices come out. And then 30 seconds later, they're solid. Yeah. It's, and and that's what that comes horrible out. kind
1: of white congealed substance that just kicked. Yeah. So that basically scared my brother straight away. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. That's why
0: it. I don't eat lawn sausage meat anymore. They might I have, have it fat. in Stovies,
1: but that, oh, yeah. when you boil it in Stovies it kind of gets a bit better. But we get really good cuts of lawn sausage. Okay. There's a butcher out in Allowa all right. that uh, my dad's been going to for years to get Brideys. And I get Brideys have this kind of stigma of just being, you know, it's all just fat and shite. But if you get good steak Brideys, which yeah. is basically a steak pie folded. In a steak pie castle, basically a steak pie <laughs> castle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you the name of the place if you're ever out in Alowa That actually
0: might be more doable than you think.
1: Yeah, if I ge- definitely recommend it. It got to the, you know when there's when when we were younger, it was always that place that we'd be willing to road trip to. Yeah, just to stock up on these brides, and they do a fucking mean, and I mean a mean macaroni pie.
0: I don't get macaroni pies. It's just... It's I'm sorry, I know it's a lot of people's, like, like... It's a, a dirty little, like, secret If some people. are like, I, I could fucking really fucking murder pie. a macaroni pie. I, I love just, crunch mm. in a food. So taking macaroni and
1: cheese, which, if you do it right, you can maybe put, the, like, the layer of the crunch on top with a little burnt yeah. cheese if you stick it yeah. under some, the grill for something, five minutes, yeah. just to cook that cheese. But just having the pastry element to it, oh, yeah. Always oh. black pepper through it, though.
0: And the, the thing for me, though, is that, like... <laughs> it's not good for you. My mum and dad make <laughs> damn good mac cheese. Oh, so. Yeah we've got the homegrown stuff that's oh, yeah. better than we'll find in a store-bought pie, even a butcher's-bought pie. Right. I'm not breaking away from the family tradition of making like a whole-ass tray of mac and cheese oh, yeah. and then it mysteriously disappearing over the course of like an hour. <laughs> Just, you're sitting upstairs like, oh, fuck off, mum, it's mine. <laughs> but Like, I pulled it from the oven while it's still hot. That means it's mine.
1: <laughs> I have third-degree burns on my hands, mother. It's mine now. This is mine. <laughs> oh, we tried uh, recently, it I was one of those, I went through a weird a weird stage of just trying different recipes that I'd seen on Facebook because my Facebook feed was just bombarded with different recipes. Like, here you can make beer tin chicken. You can make, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Chocolate nachos, like chocolate pizza. I'm never going to try that. I I used to have a bit of a sweet tooth, but it's kind of (laughs) subsided now. But uh, the one that I did see was uh, Terry Crews put up a a recipe for a kind of spicy mac and cheese. Okay. And I thought, I need to try this. It sounds fucking amazing. But what he did was he take take your regular sort of glass uh, Pyrex pan, coat it with coconut oil at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw in like kind of leave that. That's going to be your base. Then you get your, you get a spread and cheese, just your regular Philadelphia. Chuck that in. You get some paprika. You chuck that in as well. You get some cheddar or mozzarella. Chuck that in as well. Mix it up. Boil off your, uh, your macaroni. Chuck that into the pot. Yeah. Then mix in your paprika, uh, mozzarella, cheddar mixture.
0: I think I've seen this. This is is his cheat day meal, isn't it? Yeah, and you just
1: eat that. I made that, I think it was August or something last year. Yeah. Holy shit, it's good. Yeah. Just with the paprika adding a little bit of a tang to it. Uh And you've got the different kind of cheeses. Holy shit, it was good. I definitely recommend it. It is complete indulgence. You could not have that every day. But it is a cheat day meal. It is definitely a cheat day meal. And if anyone knows about cheat day meals, it's Terry Crews. Dude's yeah. huge and he's in his, what,
0: 50s? Yeah. Yeah. Him and The Rock are just like that. That They've got it down to a sweet science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Actually, we were talking about Spice Foods because I found a way of making uh, jerky. And I tried it. And it works. It works nicely. The trick is, as we mentioned earlier, getting good cuts of beef in Scotland is kind of tricky. And I found a couple of places that do the right stuff. All I'm looking for, basically, is like stir fry type meat. Mm. I've got some more beef through there that I'm going to try out with. I think it might be a bit too chunky. It might work. It might not. Only one way to find out, and that's unfortunately having an entire like half kilo of jerky. So we'll find oh, out. What a <laughs> God damn. Somebody's got to do it. Dom.
1: The things I do for this goddamn show.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I tried it out. Only thing is, the batch that I made was incredibly spicy. That's why there's none left for you. All ah, right. Good. Yeah. Uh, I, I was trying. Going, I was going to ask,
1: but I thought, right, it's, it's Colin. He likes to dabble with the spice. I want to make. I think you could go on hot ones and just go
0: that wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> everyone else
1: was pissing sweating yeah wasn't that bad. i
0: don't think the thing is though that i do sweat and yeah. it comes out in buckets yeah and it comes out all over the face and it is just non-stop and i like i will get like hysterical like like i'll start laughing at myself because it's so ridiculous i'm like i love spices all the spices. It doesn't mean i'm not it doesn't mean i'm immune <laughs> to this shit yeah it definitely hits i just find it funny I don't go like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I just go, idiot. <laughs> I'm a moron. <laughs> fucking moron did this to himself. I'm going to have to put the toilet paper in the fridge. <laughs> Same fucking moron. Who's taking another scoop of this? Why are you doing this to yourself, you moron?
1: It tastes so good.
0: <laughs> tastes so spicy. Your nose is bleeding. Uh, the, like, I, I did this and I was like, ah. Oh, I, I got the jerky to work. um, And now I'm thinking to myself, of all the different types of like, jerky flavours that I've tried, now I'm thinking, hmm. Could I actually use the habanero, like the uh, jalapeno peppers that I've got sitting next door, and somehow incorporate that into the thing? So, this is going to get dangerous fast. So, I'm also (laughs) going to try and make you a separate batch of just like more (laughs) general kind of built on. (laughs) I'd appreciate that. Yeah, you'd appreciate not bleeding. Yeah, I appreciate that. Not you know having to go
1: to the local local shop, pick up a two pack of toilet paper, and stick that shit in the freezer. <laughs> it was always something. It was always something in my house that we did because uh, stovies was a stovies is my favourite meal. If if I'm on death row, I'm having a bucket of stovies. Yeah, it's basically just meat and potatoes. Yeah, sausage, uh, lawn sausage, but lawn sausage and potatoes. You mix in some pepper and just basically boil that off. The traditional way to make it is. With onions. When I was growing up, I would never fuck with onions. I still don't fuck with onions. Can't stand them. Really? I don't fuck with onions. No. I
0: I legitimately just have onions in an omelet. That's it. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. One thing I've actually
1: have started putting in my omelets is uh, peppers. Make it a little okay. Spanish omelet. Yeah, it's just it tastes really good. I have a lot of omelets.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good like meal.
1: Egg. It's it's yeah. so easy to make. just crack it in a pan.
0: Crack it in a, a tub. Whisk it. Pour it in. Boom. See, I do like onions. A little uh, like spicy paprika just put it all in there and just mix it in yeah quite a lot of people do that with your sort of hot sauces take a couple of dabs of say your your
1: regular whatever tabasco tabasco that's the one thank you tabasco your srirachas
0: a cholula i've heard is quite good for it as well Cholula's phenomenal there's a a couple of dabs in that it's a very mild so you actually enjoy it um because it's more about the flavor yeah and also there's a cholula smoky one
1: Yeah, I've seen that in the burrito place in Falkirk. Yeah, and
0: it's also available in, like, Asda. Really? Yeah, it's available in, like, a couple different places. I think it's either Asda or Tesco also have it. You can find it in different places. Oh, I'm sitting damning and blasting onions.
1: Tell you what I did try recently, and I thought this was just a fucking flavour revelation. Pico de gallo. Okay, what's pico de gallo? It's it's basically a salsa, but it's uh, chopped onions and tomatoes mixed with a regular sort of salsa sauce. Okay. You get it at a... the burrito place in Falkirk yeah blanking on the name
0: of oh, the burrito place
1: oh yeah yeah I know but yeah. yeah yeah you can get it in there because I think it's under the mild salsa I just like yeah put some pico on there it, it's yeah. not spicy at all but it just it adds an extra bit of flavour the red onion and the tomato and the sauce and something you don't really taste the onion as much yeah oh, fucking delicious
0: uh, you could you could sit and munch on that like as a, a pro- yeah just give me some Doritos or give me some crisps and just add sit yeah. and munch that as a, as a dip I was going to say would that work as like a health cleanse thing
1: Oh, I'd clear I you just, out.
0: <laughs> if I just sit there and eat you a have of that shit, like... <laughs> what, you, you, I'm going to come I, out glowing on the other side, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, your skin's... It's going to be a chemical peel for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> How much... What do you eat? Nothing but vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen the universe. <laughs> it is a fascinating place, and yet... It bores me. <laughs> I am done with this plane of reality. I just shall move on. Just phase out. <laughs> just become
1: a body of light and just shoot up to the ceiling.
0: <laughs> tata, mother. Tata, siblings. Mister Stark, I do feel good. <laughs> <laughs> we will never stop referencing that movie until this podcast fucking dies in the ditch. <laughs> yep. Until,
1: until we get no subscribers left.
0: What's other thing? I had stuff. Where I was like, ah, I'm really going to bring this up. Oh yeah, movie night. Movie night. Did movie night. You said uh, you were going to have a movie night. What were the movies that you were going to watch again? We were unsure about the third one, but mm-hmm. we were going to watch The Night Comes For Us, which is a, a Malaysian martial arts film, which is heavily casted with members of The Raid, mm-hmm. which I mentioned before is a great movie that I love. Cool. Um, and that was just non stop. Like, ag- again, another like absolute battering of an action film. Yeah. Almost non stop. Um, and the moments it does take to stop are really good. Uh-huh. Like it's just kind of like, okay, everybody take a breather, and now we're gonna fight to the death. And <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna quickly reload, and we're gonna bring out the knives again. Um, and there was uh, there was weird, like it was a lot more um to do with the underworld, because mm-hmm. the majority of it is filmed from the point of view of a triad, uh, like former like top tier gang member, yeah, uh, who's part of what's called this uh the six Seas who are six triad like elites who were sent to protect Chinese or Chinese triad interests with drug smuggling, human trafficking, like weapons trafficking, in the uh, the Chinese area, or the, the uh, Malaysian area, and they have a um one of those guys basically goes rogue, and people come after him, and that's the premise of the film is that guy try to escape, or try to get uh, rid of a little girl who he like he goes rogue to save a little girl and mm-hmm. then getting her safely out of town is the entire premise of the movie. You anyway, know, okay, what's going to happen here? All right. Absolute fucking madness is <laughs> going to happen. Man. So, yeah, that was another just, like, if you love The Raid, The mm. Night Comes for Us is on Netflix. There are a lot. Watch ways we spend, 90 minutes. Nice. I'll say that free, Um And then we watched uh, Sabrina... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was uh it, weird. This was another Malaysian film, right? Yeah, dunno why we're on a Malaysian kick, but every time we see a Malaysian what? film we're like, this is gonna be great or complete garbage. <laughs> this one fell in the kinda roll the dice on this one. Yeah, we rolled the dice and it came out complete garbage. Um yeah, it was confusing. I think is the best way of doing this. Like, we just had no idea. Like All oh, right,
1: you just didn't know what the hell was going on.
0: We knew what characters were doing everything was all very kind of laid out and like, okay, now they're fighting the demon with this thing. I've never seen a like a demonic possession film be so heavy on the, like, they're going to go fight the demon. And they fight the demon constantly throughout the movie because normally, mm-hmm. if we were to like have our own, if we're going to make a movie about demonic possession, the first 60 demonic minutes... Demonic possession
1: of our submarine road.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to try and name it off the top of my head, but I really just can't. We'll figure it out later. Uh, we after we after we start the drones, we then make the movie promoting the drones. Yeah. But also, I'm making. We have one good drone. No, okay, moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. We need we, we need a workshop. This we have one good drone that has the virus anti
1: vaccine or the anti virus that's going to cleanse the other bad drones. Yeah, that are secretly trying to combine and make one kind of mega volt drone drone. <laughs> That's yeah. secretly
0: James Cameron. <laughs> but he also directs... James Cameron's, Cameron's face. <laughs> the, the,
1: the, the, the drone Voltron has James, James Cameron's, Cameron's face. face. <laughs> but the rest of it looks like Voltron from
0: the old 80s cartoon. Uh, <laughs> I, I, normally if we do, like, uh, if we were to do a 90-minute demonic possession film, I would not show you the demon until minute 60. The first 60, like, the first 10 minutes would be just like, oh, let's set up the characters, show the family, whatever. Yeah. And then stuff would just get progressively creepier, and then it wouldn't maybe be... have
1: some kind of whoosh shots, like you see the thing darting past the window, or you see,
0: I not like if it's demonic possession, like the demon's just in the house. Alright, yeah,
1: you'd have to. So you just crank up you'd creepy hint shit, to it.
0: yeah, and you would hint to stuff, and you yeah. would allude to things, and you would maybe you look in a mirror, and you think you see the demon, but you don't. And somebody finds an old book, and, oh yeah. my god, you this house belonged to it's grandma, yeah, yeah. Bitch up by a demon. And then we go like at about minute sixty it's going to go full demonic possession and there's going to be 10 minutes of absolute madness where like two-thirds of the cast die and it's down to like the little girl who's possessed and like ripping people's faces off and then it's down to like the three people who will survive the movie. One of them will probably lose on a leg or something. Some shit like that. It'll take to minute 75 for somebody to know what to do. For somebody to go, oh my God. Yeah, because you need to have that kind of headless chicken scene. Yeah, like, oh my God, we find the book again. And there's a missing page, but we find the page as well. It was in a portrait of fucking grandma or some shit who was, turns out to be a demon hunter. There's a demon-hunting knife in the fridge. Yeah. Let's go get the demon-hunting knife and stab the demon, even though it's our child, but it'll be fine if we stab her in the leg.
1: The demon-hunting knife is always called something biblical, like, this is the sword of St. Michael. We will get to biblical shit in a minute. Oh,
0: fuck. <laughs> I was just making a joke. But I did I know there was going to be some biblical shit in this. God damn it. Uh, and then, like, the last five minutes, we'll wrap it all up or will we dun 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 so we can get a sequel yeah that's the general plot of most of those demonic movies um the thing for this one is like right out the gate the demon just hanging out well there's like a pre-credits thing of the demon killing the main daughter's mom Mm -hmm. i didn't know that was what was going on it took michael stopping the movie and explaining that to me i was like Oh, that was her mum. I thought that was somebody else. Oh, I thought it was just like a whole other household. It like, right. Oh, no, she was there as like a much younger child. And that's why she doesn't have mom and dad. Because they both died during the demon attack. All right, right, right. That makes a bit more sense. But the demon becomes obsessed with the little girl and other stuff happens. So it comes back to infect the aunt. Right. And it, come, it like it pops between different characters. Like, it also pops between the Sabrina doll, <laughs> which is the most terrifying fucking doll I've ever seen. Right. Uh, mostly because it looks like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh,
1: it's going to sing parody su- tunes at you. going to make
0: you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> the, uh, th- th- it's not the only thing that makes you uncomfortable. The, the whole, like, all the dolls look like Weird Al, but for some reason they also, it, like, added extra crimps to the hair on the girl's doll because it's bigger. Mm-hmm. So it looks exactly fucking like him. Once I saw that, that ruined the move for me. Um, But it just so happens that the family who take her in, like she gets taken in by her uncle Uh and he has his girlfriend or his fiance or like it's her aunt now. And they like, they happen to own the toy factory that makes the Sabrina dolls. Right. And so there's a a scene in the factory um, with the Sabrina dolls While people are being possessed by the demon that jumps from the Sabrina doll, like, out to the house, then back to the Sabrina doll, then into different people, then always keeps going back to the Sabrina doll. It takes, like, 75 minutes. Like, everyone in this movie seems to know what they're doing, except for where is the demon hiding? And it's in the doll.
1: It's in the doll the whole
0: time. Yeah. Which would be a great twist if you hadn't called the movie fucking Sabrina. Because it's the Sabrina doll. Like, you kind of spoiled that one by yourself. Yeah. Um, the whole like as I said we'll get to the crazy thing um, they're obviously defeating the demon by the power of the almighty creator God <laughs> <laughs> who has never been defeated they keep rattling off these praises, which just basically show him up to basically be you know the, the from warhammer 40k the god emperor of mankind yeah it's the kind of shit people would say about him it's okay. just fucking nuts like yeah, absolute witness he
1: never got his ass kicked <laughs> except for that here, here, here. heresy horse heresy horse heresy, <laughs> horse, heresy. <laughs> uh Avedon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's other bad guys (laughs) (laughs) one big orc (laughs) Uh, demons everywhere
0: (laughs) there was like a series of like weird scenes where uh, the demon appears in different bodies and gets prayed out of existence but also at the same time they like hold the person down using rosary beads or like it's weird I say it's all like very Christian and gaudy I don't think they got the license for Jesus they, they don't reference God, at Jesus, or the Christian faith, specifically. When I say rosary beads, it's just the beads. There's no crucifix. Maybe it's a Malaysian religion. Could be. There's hundreds of thousands of cultures in that area alone. Maybe it's one of those. Yeah. But it kind of seems like they're going the Christian angle. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I don't know exactly where they were going with this, but if they are going Christian, they didn't have the budget for the actual <laughs> Christ license. Um, so yeah, that was a weird twist on the film. But they hold the person in place with these like bead chains, and that ends up decapitating someone. <laughs> As the demon gets lifted up to heaven, the woman pulling down, and you just see the beads start to glow hot, and then just th- through the head, through the Jeez. neck. And there's a weird, <laughs> there's a weird scene where the head's bouncing off, um, the body lifts away and disintegrates into ash, uh-huh. the head doesn't. Why? I didn't, and its nothing's ever explained. It's just next thing. <laughs> we gotta move on. Oh,
1: there's our head. We we gotta move on. We only got 90 minutes for this movie. And we're at 85.
0: Actually, I just realized they left a severed head in the child's bedroom. Who went Therapy. back to clean that up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. To that's our just...
1: new doll. That's Sabrina
0: 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Such a realistic face. What did
1: you get for Christmas? I got another mm-hmm. Sabrina doll. What did you get? The severed head of my aunt.
0: <laughs> don't ask any more questions okay? she's just turning around and, like popping it, it she's moving the mouth down <laughs> i love you cindy <laughs> no not again <laughs> thank you aunt the um actually there's there's a good scene where um at the start of this this all gets explained by uh or they all like this all starts because somebody plays a game called charlie charlie which is not quite a ouija board hmm. it's uh Oh they look in the mirror and they do the no, 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 no. it's the pencil. the pencil. Ah, it's the pencil. So it's just like a square and it says yes, yes on the uh, top left and bottom right diagonals and then no, no on the top right and bottom left. Right. And it says Charlie, Charlie, can blah, blah, blah happen? Charlie, Charlie, will I see my mum again? Pencil spins the yes. Charlie, Charlie, will I see my mum soon? Pencil spins the yes. Something in my head clicks at this point because the second question I'm like... The animation's the same. They use the same fucking animation for the pen spinning to yes seven times in the film. Fucking <laughs> They never spin it to no. <laughs> <laughs> it pissed me off so much. It wouldn't mind so much, but there's three different scenes where it's used. Once in the playground with the little fat kid who gets slagged off for being fat because they somehow make... The demon that he's contacting revealed bad information about his mum or something. Like his mum hits him or something. And the kids laugh at him for that. I don't know. Yeah, that's Um, pretty harsh. (laughs) Not good kids. Um, They summon demons. They're not good kids. Yeah, they're clearly not good kids. (laughs) Same animation there. That's where I spotted it. Mm -hmm. The girl then takes the game home. Because of course she would. And she... A wholesome family game. (laughs) She has it on her bed. And the same movement happens again and again and again. I it not mind so much, but there's like a big, like the, the thing, that, like when it's in the playground, it's on concrete. <laughs> when it's on her bed, it's on her bed. They clearly had to remake the entire thing to make the the, the graphics move. Why did they not at least have a couple nose Or at least, like it's the exact same animation, the pencil moves the exact same... Amount every time <laughs> the exact same way each time, just like a little, like a little wiggle, like a little, uh, it goes back a little bit yeah. and it goes back down to the same place. That would have yeah, thrown me off it's not the hard
1: scent. to kind of make a little rig that just has the pencil move a different way each time.
0: It's, it's done digitally, but the thing Why? is, once you got that thing done digitally, you, the editor, could go back in, pause it, reverse it a little bit, and then have it play forward yeah, again. You can fuck around with it. You could fuck with it. They do the same thing like seven times pissed me off so much I don't know why I just I, I latched on to the little thing I'm like I'm gonna fucking kill this movie for this one little trope yeah.
1: but then again when someone when someone makes it clear to you that in Dragon Ball Z they reuse a lot of shots yeah. and they do the kind of panning
0: distance shots <laughs> to save an animation that kind of sticks out to you yeah well, I noticed the same thing with the Gundam, where they use the same shot twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, like, they, damn, son. <laughs> it's, but
1: even in the newer Gundam shows, they, use, they reuse a lot of the sort of dashing animations. Yeah. Like, if there's a Gundam, just, because there's always this thing in Gundam shows where they, they reach for the sword behind them, and they do the kind of slash down that covers the full screen <laughs> with, like, a green or pink <laughs> or blue light or something. Yeah. I, I noticed that in a Gundam unicorn. They've oh, reused yeah. that a few times. Like that, the slash animation and the shooting animation when he shoots the beam
0: magnum when he's yeah. in Gundam Unicorn, they have reused that a couple of times. That might actually, it, it, with that one, with that one series, that might be a deliberate kind of callback, like they've done that on yeah, purpose yeah. to say it's just like the good old days. Yeah it's, just, like, yeah, it's just as shit as the good old days. Yeah,
1: it's that's the thing about Gundam Unicorn. It is exactly the same as the good old days. <laughs> there is nothing different
0: about that TV yeah. show except the fact that the animation looks great. Um, but with Sabrina. The yeah, the demonic possession stuff's weird. The CGI is bugging, um, and everyone also gets worse
1: or better than Dawn of the, Dawn of the Day of the Dead of the Bloodlines.
0: <laughs> I can't even remember the problem. Is it Dawn of the Dead Bloodlines or Day, Day of, the of the Dead, Dead Bloodlines. Bloodlines? I'm gonna say it's better. Better marginally. Yes, <laughs> and I do <laughs> like the fact that the demon jumps into different bodies, and it does different stuff when it's in different bodies because it realizes like it, it's it possesses a couple women. Mm -hmm. but then it has issues like breaking down doors because the women aren't big. They're just tiny little women. Um, Obviously, actually, you notice the demon had an issue with doors in general. Like everyone in this movie is basically defeated by a door until the demon possesses a guy and then kicks the shit out of the door.
1: (laughs) It's like the Doctor Who principle. The Doctor's meant to be one of the smartest beings in the the universe. He's something like 10,000 years old at this point. He has one of the most powerful weapons on the planet and the Sonic Screwdriver that can disrupt matter at a molecular level but cannot unlock a wooden door.
0: Blow a hole in the door. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like weapons. Or she doesn't like weapons. Yeah, you can disrupt stuff at molecular level. That's what you do. Yeah. Some... the door at molecular Something about level. wooden doors. The Sonic screwdriver does not work on wooden doors. Hmm. Um freaking strange. Yeah, we we were watching this and he she or the demon possesses a guy. And immediately starts ragdolling people around the room.
1: Just <laughs> people.
0: Lobs somebody through a window. It was like I fucking hilarious. Um, later on though, it possesses the ant, mm-hmm. who we've been waiting for a long time to see what happens when she gets possessed. Um, at one point, and this like, I, we laughed our asses off at it because it was so goofy when it happened. But I was actually thinking about it the other night. I was like, that's the creepiest part in the movie. The way it moves when it possesses the ant, where she like... She's on the ground, and like it, they realize that she's possessed, they knock her at the ground, and she takes one of them with her, and the, the girl she takes with her is the, the, like the demon hunter. Mm-hmm. She starts to crawl away to get safety. She starts scooting herself on her ass, you know, like a dog. <laughs> yeah, like, you see kids do that. They just kind of like bum shuffle. Yeah, like a, yeah, toddler like bum shuffle like along the ground, <laughs> and she's smiling like a maniac the whole time, and we laughed her ass off at it. Like that's that still in that, my head though
1: maybe she has an itchy ass and she found that really good bit
0: <laughs> but like <laughs> that, oh god this, oh wait I'm in a movie <laughs> she's doing this thing where she's manically smiling the whole time Like, that's the creepiest fucking thing in that movie is there's this one scene where she's like shuffling herself around and this it, is during the possession yeah, of the aunt right? she's possessed by the demon and like she's shuffling herself around smiling like a fucking maniac yeah. And it's like a tracking shot across. You see, like the woman, like the, the demon hunter, sort of to like kind of crawl away. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get to safety. And then you see the demon like shuffle itself back and then shuffle along in the background. Uh, but she's smiling all the time. You can see her. She's like looking at the camera. And I'm like, that is frozen in my head. <laughs> and it was creepy. weirdly effective. I'm like, bravo, creepy movie. Bravo. <laughs> you, did, <laughs> you, you did one thing, right? Yeah. um, And I, I won't spoil the ending because it's, I don't want to say it's worth a watch. Because it's not great, there's a lot of flaws in it, and I don't think we actually understand what happened when we sat down to watch it. Uh, But it was fun, I guess. It was a weird, it's good to see a different culture's take on demonic possession, because our stuff is all fairly standard. Like the ideal, like our 90 minute demon movie I just pitched you is every 90 minute demon movie, every Western 90 minute demon movie. And this is just something that's kind of weirder and creepier and different, so
1: it's yeah. it was weird. I didn't Th- want to see a de- a demonic possession movie where it's the preacher, or the 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 the, uh, the Christian sort of reverend that gets possessed, but he doesn't let it on. Like they're saying, there's a there's a demonic presence in this room.
0: Oh, so it's kind of like counter espionage. Yeah, want see demonic counter espionage. Yeah, I want to see, yeah, want to see I'm that. I'm down for that one.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, but it would have to be done right. They would need to get a horror master and to do it properly. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, and then we watched Riddick. That was the third movie. <laughs> I got to say... Uh, you, so fucking bad. You got to admire the hustle on Vin Diesel. Yeah. He had to work for 13 years to get that thing made. And,
1: and he got that. He,
0: he can see that he made that movie. Like, it's, 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 The best part of that movie is when the two teams of bounty hunters show up and they know Riddick's hunting them. Mm. And the camera basically steps away from Riddick. Because the start of the movie is like a Riddick rediscovering himself type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The middle part of the movie is the two bounty hunter teams getting real annoyed at each other and also getting annoyed at the fact that Riddick is killing them off one by one. That's a good part of the movie. That was fun. Yeah. And then it goes back to, literally at the end, Riddick trying to escape up a mountain, punching the xenomorph monster things. And I'm like, d- d- how much was Vin Diesel wanking himself off making this movie? It must have been constant. They must I, have really had to take fucking breaks from it to go wank himself off again. Yeah. You can tell he wrote, produced, directed, whatever. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, I watched... What was the Chronicles of Riddick? There was, obviously, Pitch Black. Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and then it's just Riddick. Yeah, Chronicles of Riddick was not that great. It was okay. I didn't like it. it was fun to give it a bit of a weirder expanded world and Carl Urban's there being a weird gothic space knight or whatever. Yeah, and
1: then there was the, the
0: undead guy that could just teleport places. Yeah, the necromonger uh, yeah. head guy. And then Riddick defeats him by being Riddick. I yeah, think he
1: stabs. He basically goes all Space Invaders on him. He, instead of stabbing where he is, he follows his little trail yeah. and stabs him where he's going to be.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's, that sounds that's, right.
1: That's a line straight from Futurama during <laughs> the the uh, so in the the video game episode. He goes, "Ha, full of humans!" Instead of shooting where I was, you should have shot where I was going to be. That's how he. Ends that fucking movie. Uh, Judy Dench is in there as an elemental. Oh yeah, she's a weird air elemental priestess. It's
0: yeah, she floats. Weird. She, she floats jumps
1: out of a helicopter.
0: And no, no. She, away. She, there's like a hole in the ship, and well, the that's it. yeah, that's what I'm there's thinking. a hole in the ship, and the necromonger leader's gonna kick her out the fucking ship, and she's like, "You should have known. We can float in the air." <laughs> she goes, <"Yet." laughs> she's just like sails across, like bitch. What are you gonna do, <laughs> Judy um, Dench? I, I am not. Dame Judy Dench, sir. <laughs> she just kind of goes. <laughs> pops the the middle fingers out and just floats away. I, I thought it was okay. I remember, I, I, I didn't I'm like going to watch it again and find it was horrible. But yeah, probably. This uh I, hmm. I there was parts of it there was like really you you think Vin Diesel pushing his arms up and out is stronger than Dave Batista pushing his arms in. Yeah, that's not, No. Vin Diesel's a big dude, but not Dave fucking Batista big. Yeah, and it's like Batista, when he was like just done with wrestling, and was getting into acting. Yeah, he's still pretty fucking cut out it the Big Batista. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's absolutely aspirational, Batista. Yeah, yeah, it's it, you're like no, I'm sorry, yeah, you, that doesn't make sense, <laughs> Vin. Yeah, <laughs> love you, man. <laughs> but, but no, yeah. you are group, man. We are group. <laughs> I, I just, I, I saw that. We we saw that, and we just we gave up and started watching Big Mouth. Yeah, I can see why. We, we discovered uh, that Stephen hadn't finished season two, and we're like, well, guess we know what we're doing guess now. What we're doing now. We're <laughs> um, going to wash the taste of ridicule. And yeah, uh, but, but at that point, we had had a lot to drink, and Stephen got back to us the next day saying, hey, where did we finish Big Mouth? I'm like, uh, like, episode four. So you've got about six more episodes to go. He's just no I don't remember the first two episodes <laughs> <laughs> you go back and watch them I'm like well one you were drunk two you were distracted by the rats so <laughs> my brother has rats now I have rats they're weird yeah, kind right. of adorable but weird yeah they eat stuff with their hands which you don't expect so you hand them like a peanut and they said eat it with their hands you're like hey who taught can, you that <laughs> can I, have you ever watched a raccoon eat?
1: yeah but same we with, know they're creepy
0: and stinky. Same. yeah they just with their tiny little hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right. You guys are weird.
1: <laughs> you guys don't make sense with your opposable thumbs. Almost opposable thumbs. Yeah. They have nubs. They're like 90% the way there. Yeah, almost. Almost. Yeah. Speaking of shit on Netflix, I started watching Punisher Season 2 and guess what? I'm incredibly disappointed.
0: Oh no, what a surprise. What a surprise. What a surprise. Oh, I just need to adjust my
1: back pillows here for Christ's sake.
0: Old man down oh. back pillows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Punisher Season 2, it kicks off with Frank Castle getting what he wanted at the end of season one. He just wanted to be left alone. He wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to can he see get him? away from it all. Yeah, get away from it all. He wanted to leave Frank Castle behind and kind of be his new persona, Pete Castiglione, which is his government. Yeah, I get it, <laughs> Castiglione, Castiglione. Yeah, but it's basically it's his government name. Like it's, you're so in very a, inconspicuous. Yeah, very inconspicuous. No one fucking picks up on it. It's like Superman's goddamn glasses.
0: <laughs> okay, no Mister Constaglione just go in the fucking border. Nobody cares. I never
1: tell you. You look a bit like that Frank Castle guy that murd, that murdered fifty odd people last year in New York, and you took Daredevil hostage. You well, didn't you? No, yeah. I,
0: I'm just good old Pete Castaglioni. Yeah, I'm a construction worker. <laughs> yeah, no I build one, horses. No one what? fucking picks up on it. <laughs> so it starts
1: with Frank Castle now known as Pete Castiglione but it's his uh, witness protection name almost like, like half of his witness protection name is his old name yeah it's just his <laughs> old fucking name because the Department of Homeland Security they swept away his old deeds because they took care of a problem on their side
0: real quick do you remember when you talked about Daredevil yeah and you're like Kingpin's supposed to be this mafioso genius yeah and it manipulates the FBI and I was like maybe the FBI is just stupid did we think this is just that again yeah <laughs> like, the Marvel movies
1: don't paint a good picture of law enforcement. Right. <laughs> the Marvel, the Marvel Netflix shows make the local law enforcement out to be dicks. The at one point in episode two, uh, Frank and this uh, teenager that he found in a bar that is being hunted by Russians, as you fucking do. Yeah. No. Uh, they're they've been arrested They've been arrested because they book in a hotel and they're covered with blood. And it takes the the receptionist a good while to realise that something might be a bit wrong here. So they get taken in by the police and they've got them got some questions. And, uh, the group that's chasing the girl, I think her name might be Amy. Uh, th- no, her, her real name's Amy, but at this point she's been she's calling herself Rachel because she's on the run. Okay. The group that are after Amy corner the or surround the police station and they send in a couple of operatives. Nat- naturally, Frank Castle kicks the shit out of them. And the police just hand him an M sixteen. <laughs> he says, "The justification for it is, he helped me out. The door was open. He could have ran, but he didn't. He's on the level." I'm like, "You've just given the fucking Punisher an M sixteen. <laughs> you are not an intelligent person." One guy gets shot, and they're like, "This guy could help him. He's a marine. He's got medical. He's got medical training. You leave him chained up, but he's he's gonna die. <laughs> this guy could save him. Fuck him." It's, it, it does not paint a very good picture of modern law enforcement, but they serve a purpose in shows. The, the whole point of Marvel shows is to think the police are too slow. You need to leave it to Iron Fist. You need to leave it to Punisher, Jessica yeah. Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil. That kind a of bit thing. of
0: vigilanteism actually yeah. solves problems where yeah. the law enforcement might fall short.
1: Yeah, and in Daredevil season three, it falls way, way short because yeah. <laughs> Kingpin just buys the FBI. <laughs> not even joking, he just straight up fucking pays off the entire FBI. But uh, so Punisher Season 2 starts off, uh, Frank Castle, he's just hitting a bar, he gets chatting to uh, the barmaid, they can have a thing, but then he goes back to the bar one night. He's, he's about to leave town, but he says, you know what, that barmaid, I slept with her, she was gonna cute, I'm going to go back. And then he gets involved in this whole shit with the, with the girl who's running out. <laughs> then the the group that are after, I still haven't finished it, I don't think I'm going to finish it, because it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> get... It, Episode 1 was good, then it just kind of slows right down. Yeah. Uh, they took it's, It was almost like they looked at Season 1 and thought, you know what, this was really good, really non-stop action. Frank Castle got the shit kicked out of him, but he killed so many people in return. They just kind of thought, you know what, in Season 2, let's focus on his backstory. Let's, let's have him work through the trauma. Yeah, let's have him because the, the one of the bad guys in Season 1, a guy named Billy Russo, is back in Season 2 but because of how badly Frank Castle beat him in Season 1, he can't remember who he is. He's a his face... They say his face is all fucked up because the villain that he's, he turns into is a villain called Jigsaw, whose face is so mangled and so distorted that it looks like misshaping Jigsaw. Yeah. For season for uh, <laughs> the, the, the TV show, they've just kind of given him some scars. And oh, he's okay. just like, oh, he, he mangled his face. He's horrifically...
0: More, he's massively wounded. Yeah. Like,
1: he dude's... still looks like a fucking underwear model with some scars on his Still
0: face. pretty fuckable. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: There's going to be women <laughs> all over the all over the country just thrumming the guitar string
0: <laughs> Oh, he's a bad boy now ooh yeah. but um,
1: yeah he's back and he, his whole thing is he's trying to work through it and he doesn't remember anything so everyone's kind of on edge and thinking oh uh, uh, Frank Castle he, he might remember Frank Castle he might remember Kurt the guy who was working with him or that worked with him or got him the job as the sort of private military contractor in the first season mm-hmm. everyone's kind of on edge thinking he might come after those and that's kind of good but there's so many fucking loose ends even in the first couple of episodes that you just think right, they need to tone this down because there's there's Frank and the girl and they're being chased by the Russian, not the Russian group they're being chased by a Russian group and also this weird Christian group then there's Billy Russo who's having to deal with his, like, sorry, amnesia rehab, and- his amnesia, his rehab then he's trying to deal with, he wants to get out back out into the world but he doesn't know who he is he keeps getting flashes and remembering things And he doesn't know how to deal with them. The only thing he can really remember is the he's tormented by the white skull
0: of the
1: Punisher. He remembers the force of him getting his head smashed against the glass, but he doesn't remember anything from season one. Yeah. And then there's uh, another character for season one, uh, Dina Madani, uh, Special Agent Dina Madani, or Dina Madani. Uh, She's obsessed with Billy Russo. She thinks that it's all just an act. He's got them all fooled. She, she's still convinced that he remembers what he did. Yeah. And she's fucking vehemently chasing that. And they don't really converge. They kind of bump off each other. Right. Because uh, D- uh, Dinah, she brings in Frank to try and deal with Billy Russo. But as far as Frank's concerned, that's not his problem. He's got to go deal with Amy. He tries to go deal with the Russians. But then the Christian group get involved again and the Russians <laughs> get forgot forgotten about. <laughs> it's just a fucking mess who wrote this
0: like you mm. know who wrote it yeah.
1: a woman <laughs> <laughs> i'm only joking I, I just want to see if I, I want to see if i got a it like, has oh. no bearing on the story
0: but I said, that's not like a normal way to answer that question no <laughs> it's uh, the one thing that i will say about
1: it it's two different people writing one character the, the people uh, who wrote right. the person who wrote the first season got the punisher he got that The Punisher was just, it was a fucking gritty, dark, bloody tale. Very angry. Very angry man. Property, PTSD, yeah. like all these fucking uh, uh, mental issues. He got that. The second season, I can see what she's trying to do because having that constantly is not sustainable. Yeah. You can't have the constant angry bullets, all that crap. Yeah. If you, you have you a character like a
0: that, that character needs to die. Yeah. Like that just has, yeah. you, you can't have two seasons to out happen, of that if yeah. you do
1: that way. Yeah. But uh, I, I get what the, the writer of this season is trying to do. At the same time, back up the pace a bit. Pick yeah. up the pace. Show us, show us, a few action scenes because everything has been like some of the shootouts in season one were really high stakes. Everything in season two, from the shootouts that I've seen, are all fairly kind of milk toast. Yeah. This like the, the fighting episode one at the bar. Frank deals with them pretty easily. Yeah. He doesn't. Not much happens. And the the police station, the only thing that happens to Frank is that he breaks his hand. Doesn't mm-hmm. fucking stop him all that much. Then he goes to a, a Russian gym and he fucking melts someone in the face with a five kilo disc. Nice. Like His face looks like someone, like a fucking gorilla him. Pretty <laughs> cool. But again, nothing seems high stakes. It's just it's Frank Castle doing Frank Castle shit. He's,
0: he's going to win this one, you know. Yeah,
1: just, again, that's where I'm kind of getting disheartened with the whole
0: superhero thing. It's just, we get that he's going to win. You need to up the stakes. Yeah. And even if it's not upping the stakes of the character dying, that girl Rachel, or Amy, Whatever yeah. her name happens to be, she's the most of her own fucking character. Put yeah. her at risk. Yeah. Make Frank go. Oh shit! I need to save another human being because yeah. Frank will get out of it regardless of whatever happens. Yeah, but the kid man, can he get Rachel slash Amy out of there? Yeah. And that she's
1: she's meant to be in there almost like in a conscience for Frank. Yeah. I can see what I can see what they're doing there, and some sometimes it's effective because uh, in episode two, uh, Frank's gonna right there's people after you, and because of because of you, they're now after me. So we need to team up. You stick with me, I'll keep you safe. But in between that, Frank keeps handcuffing her to a bed and taping her mouth closed. <laughs> it's like there's easier ways to do it. I'm pretty sure if you can reason with her, but again, it helps the character because you're all just like I don't do things normally. I'm just gonna hand- I'm just gonna tie her up her to her bed and you gaffer tape the mouth. She'll shut up that way. I'm not about your feelings. I'm about efficiency here. Yeah, I'm just I've got a job to do, it, and I'm going to do it with as few bullets as possible, or depending on how many of them. I have as many as bullets as possible. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be. If I do continue to watch it, it's going to be. It's going to be a slog. It's, yeah, it's going to be a just trog through, like just trogging through my, But it's kind of, it's the way Marvel Netflix shows are kind of going. Because look, Cage season two ended poorly. Iron Fist season two, I didn't even finish. But from what I heard, he gets revolvers that he can channel the Iron Fist power into. Like, why spend all this time showing that he is a kung fu and martial arts master if he just gets a couple of nine millimetres? Yeah. That's fucking pointless. And Luke Cage deciding to destroy crime. I am become crime. I will rule (laughs) all crime in Harlem. That's not how you do it. And then, I didn't even finish Jessica Jones season two because I got so fucking pissed off at it. Everyone becomes a whiny bitch except Jessica. Trish Walker's like, give me powers. I could help you. I could be your sidekick. I could be Jessica Jones too. So you don't want this power. You don't want this power. I could punch your head off just by, you know, passively waving my hand. <laughs> you don't want my power. But I think Punisher season two is, it has potential to end it really well. But from the first couple of episodes, I wouldn't blame anyone that just switches it off immediately. Yeah. But on the opposite side of that, something I've been watching on Amazon Prime called Preacher.
0: All oh, right, yeah, I've seen this. Uh, I've seen like trailers for it, and yeah. I'm like, okay, it's going really hard in the the sci fi aspect, and the weird kind of dystopian angle of like the church is on a TV that everyone can see for a hundred miles. That's weird.
1: Yeah, it's the whole the whole crux of the show is that um, the main character Jesse Custer, mm. uh, he's sort of he was a criminal, and um, a kind of in his life before the church. But uh, certain things happen. He parts ways with his old crew and then he remembers a promise that he made to his dad, which was always trying to be one of the good guys because there's too many bad guys, that kind of thing. So he goes back to his old hometown and he starts, he picks up where his dad left off as the preacher. And he's kind of notorious. People know them. Uh, people know him as the the criminal. They mm. know, that it's, oh, this guy broke someone's arm just to hear him make a funny noise. This guy's a bad dude. This guy's a preacher, we don't trust him. And he always kind of struggles with... Like how do I make this... How do I make people believe I'm How do that the I'm community the good, yeah. I community
0: when I've just spent the last 20 years being the
1: bully in the community? Yeah. And then he gets an ability called Genesis, which is the culmination of demonic power and angel power. Right. So it's basically a, a kind of hybrid of them, and it's basically on par with God. You, if I th- Okay. On the, com- <laughs> on the comic books, you find out that God made it because God's an egotist. He wanted to make something as powerful as him, but he wanted to instill it in this new being that he made it, so you need to love me. They really kind of paint a very egotistical, very narcissistic view of God and and preacher. Right. It kind of works. I kind of dig it, but I can see a lot of people
0: getting upset about it. It's a a weird way of looking at, like, we need to have the creation myth, but also have the creator not quite be the bad guy, but just be kind of a dick. Yeah, just not a nice person. Yeah. There's got to be something there. So Genesis
1: realised that he was as powerful as God and just went, no, I'm just as strong as you, I don't need to worship you. And then somehow that kind of creates this power vacuum then they basically seal away Genesis. But Genesis finds its way out and it kind of moves through different hosts, finds a very suitable host in Jesse and when it bonds with Jesse, it gives him the power of command, which was no matter what, if he says things in a certain way or if he says any command to him and uses Genesis, they have to obey it. Okay. So in, I think, episode six or seven of the first season, he says to some guy, he's using his power to try and help his, uh, like, sorry, his uh, congregation. Some guy comes up to him and he's always saying, oh, my mother doesn't like, uh, my mother doesn't approve of me, my mother's always thinking I'm a failure. And his, using the genesis, the voice of command, he says to him, just be patient, tell your mother how you feel and open your heart. So he goes there and he tells, he tells oh, mother, I know where this this is he going. stabs himself in the chest and he goes, I need to open my heart to you and he rips his heart out. So uh. it's, it's got a good side and a bad side but ultimately it, can't it, it depends on they'll do it but it depends on how they interpret that need to work on
0: the phrasing it's a monkey's yeah. paw
1: yeah yeah pretty much that's, that's a he's, a, he's a
0: he's a little walking talking monkey's paw yeah pretty much and then there's another
1: character that he's talking to and he says he, he's using the the voice command to try and convince him to follow god mm-hmm. and he says it to him a couple times he goes follow god and i don't know what it is the, the character can't hear him or something or he's not convinced by it so he says it to him three times follow god and he like that kind of echoes throughout the church because whenever he uses the voice of command in the show, there's like a sort of double effect on it, okay. just to show that he's using the power. Because obviously you can, can tell in the comic books because all the uh, text boxes are coloured a different colour, right. but in the show they need to show it. So he has this double voice, almost like he's confused. Kind of that kind of double voice effect. Okay. And he finally says, "Follow God," and he the big booming voice, and he goes, "Okay, I will follow God." But he, as a devout atheist, he doesn't believe in God. He's always on at Jesse and his father before him, to denounce God because his whole family were killed in an accident. Right. And I th- what was his name? The character's name is Odin Kincannon. Right. And he runs a sort of meat production factory in the town of Anvil, which this whole place, the first season is set in. Uh, He kind of denounces God because his whole family gets killed. And then he realises that when his family gets shipped back to him, there's no difference between regular meat and his, his family. Right, and that somehow kicks that somehow leads him down the road to think there is no God, God doesn't exist. So instead of killing, instead of you know praising the one true God as it were, yeah. he he praises the god of
0: meat. And I that, was I was thinking that this was going to go into like a weird commentary on capitalism, and he would he would just basically become because he top of a dead body he was like right. So I'm guessing the guy is gonna be like an extreme capitalist because he's a god so he's going to start making uh, as much money as possible and he mentioned dead bodies i'm like he's going to start cannibalism here we go no, but uh, the god of meat hmm? the god of meat yeah it's, it's a weird weird uh comic book but
1: it's, it's a lot of fun so he, he's a uh, all about the god of meat so these people are coming they come into the uh this company is called kincannon meat and power q m and p uh this this uh, company is coming in it's trying to try and revolutionize his company and they're trying to make him use green practices, try and change his uh, output. And he basically just murders them all in the name of the God of Meat. It brings a, a AA 12 shotgun, just blows them all away. <laughs> then there's uh, the mayor of the town is sitting next to him and he just turns to him and says, All in the name of progress, mayor, all in the name of progress. And he shows him out. <laughs> I just thought, Fuck, this, this TV show is going someplace where I didn't expect it to go. Yeah.
0: Although I will say he's clearly not the smartest atheist if he's trying to convince a preacher to denounce
1: God. Oh yeah, he he goes in on that. When he, he's talking to Jesse's father, it's got, they they kinda of bounce between a show. Yeah. The backstory of Jesse and Jesse where he is now. Uh he's talking to preacher's father and he's saying, You need to denounce God. Tell these people that God doesn't exist. I will not have you lie to these people. And he's just sitting there with like what he thinks is his daughter's intestines in one hand and cow intestines in the other, just going, There's no difference. You need to denounce God okay <laughs> yeah
0: they're, they're not afraid to kind of. I have Amazon Prime is this Amazon Prime yes Amazon Prime okay good because there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's on Amazon Prime but if you buy it no it's all on Amazon Prime
1: okay good. it's actually directed by uh, Seth Rogen Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg turns out are huge preacher fans oh. it's a comic book as well uh, published by Vertigo Comics yes. which are an offshoot from DC Comics yeah or they now are anyway I think they might be a separate independent company DCF since folded them in because yeah. certain characters from Vertigo, along the lines of uh, Constantine, they're now on DC.
0: Yeah, on- that was something I didn't know until very recently that Constantine was technically like a DC property. I was like, Yeah, he hmm. was
1: Vertigo Comics, but then yeah. they just decided Constantine's in more DC properties than he is in Vertigo. Yeah. So then Vertigo just kind of latched onto DC and Warner Brothers and just Yeah, we'll, we'll make it. We, you can use our properties now, yeah, but every so often in a in a and a vertical comic, Batman will pop
0: up or something like that. Which probably has to, like, tip the power skills just a little bit. Yeah. We're going to fight this thing. We need to, we need to get into information and just Batman shows up. Did someone, Did someone say information? Information. <laughs> oh, you're looking for information? I already got it. <laughs> I've had two panels worth of information to talk about. I got I got the shit there. <laughs> we need some information. It just come like, a Bat-Rang fight to the window and with no the door <laughs> <laughs> Here's all the information you need. Bye, I'm gone now. It's just Batman is at the window with just the thumbs up. For Batman yeah. for everyone just fucks off. I, no, I happened to Google it because we remember we're talking about, uh, like, the... Uh, youtube series where people like explain comics or like talk you through the story of a comic yeah, was a few of them. yeah there was one actually featured i think in order to save i think it was the one where superman goes rogue mm. uh at one point they're like oh we should use magic and then the whole like uh, constantine oh, injustice. up. injustice yeah and i was like okay that makes sense i guess oh, constantine's a fucking
1: badass particularly the way they've written him in some of the dc comic books they just they've written him in such a way where he just thinks right, I need to save my reality and my tether of magic, so I'm going to do things my
0: way. And if that involves bringing in a fire demon from the fourth circle of hell, I'm yeah. gonna do it. They get like Satan's right-hand man, and they're like, this guy will save us against yeah. Superman. And then some like weird dwarf guy shows up and is like, no, if I fight him first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think their, uh, their allegory for Satan in DC Comics might actually, if it's not Satan himself, it's a character called Trigon. Oh, and that also reminds me of something Actually, else. they brought up Trigon.
0: It was Trigon that they used to try and fight Superman in the, in the Injustice series. And yeah. then it's it's there's that weird guy who shows up just to fuck with Superman. That's his entire goal is that he shows up, fucks with Superman and leaves. He just does it every oh, seven fuck. years or yeah, something that like that. That is Mr. Mix's Pitlick. Yep, Mr. Yep. He shows up just, to, just yes, at the same that's time. All he does.
1: Every nine years, he just shows up to fuck with Superman. And every time... The way to get rid of Mr. Mixes-Pittalick is you get him to say his own name backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll write down a piece of paper. Superman, I'm pretty sure this was how he beat him in one comic. He writes his name backwards on a p- p- piece of paper and says, read that out for me. And he goes, kill tipsies him. Fuck! God <laughs> <And he just laughs> oh, damn him. it! <laughs> Every time you get me with that. He was in a, a couple episodes of uh, Justice League, the animated uh, cartoon voiced by Gilbert uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God, I need it was to see that. fucking amazing. <laughs> I've genuinely... because uh, I've never... Sought out an episode of anything before or like that before. I thought Gilbert Gottfried is Mr. Mix's put like the imp from the fifth dimension that can just play with human beings. <laughs> I want to fucking watch that, and it was great. It does not disappoint. I'd, I'd be totally down for that one. Yeah. Speaking of Trigon, I finished watching Titans on Netflix. Oh, yeah. How is it? Surprisingly good. I was very, very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I was hesitant about going into it, it was the fact that it was written by a guy called Akiva Goldsman who, direct, who wrote Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. You, you can see why I was trepidatious. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. He got the characters. Uh, Dick Grayson, as you would expect, is naturally kind of tortured, a bit unsure of himself at this time, a bit volatile. He fucking destroys a couple of dudes with a like a steel lever. like gas, uh, What's the best way to describe it? It's like, you know something? It's like a pressure valve. He just rips that off. Okay. And just starts beating motherfuckers with it. Robin is not fucking around. Uh, there's another couple of things. He doesn't actually kill anybody. The trailers make it look, makes it look like he kills a couple of people with uh, guns, but you see him, he's aiming in between them. He's using it as a kind of scare tactic to make them back off. But he has on his uh, chest the, uh, the Robin logo. If he pushes that little Robin-shaped, R-shaped shurikens come out, he uses them fucking effectively. He gets a sure, guy right. in the eye. <laughs> yes. He gets a few people in the eye. Uh, just the way they've done it, the way they've had um, the sidekicks almost kind of be the, the main focus, like they did in the old Teen Titans comics and TV shows. Yeah. Obviously, you've got uh, Dick Grayson, who's kind of in that transitionary period between Robin and Nightwing. So he's trying to be basically
0: super edgy Robin.
1: Yeah, he's and succeeding, because he's very, very edgy in that. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Fuck Batman. Yeah. I get watching, I've watched the first episode, they don't even put it in cleanly. One uh, one one a So a criminal asks him, Hey, where's Batman? You just alone yourself tonight, Bird Boy? He goes in and beats them all up and he just kinda looks about fuck Batman. The mock Surely fuck Batman would have worked if you, you know, hit the guy in the head and yeah. said where's yeah, Batman? If, if he just kinda jumped off the car and went fuck Batman, then started fighting. Yeah. That would've been a better place to put that line in. But when you've beaten all the guys and you're just kinda looking with looking at the camera with blood all over your face and then you go, fuck
0: Batman. Kind of, it seems a bit shoehorned badass 101 kid somebody needs to be conscious to hear your badass one later yeah yeah.
1: but it, no, the supporting cast was really good the the whole story is a there's a character called a Rachel who's raven or she she's this series version interpretation of raven and she's basically been she she's been tracked by a group who are out to kill her because she can be used to bring forth trigon to earth Okay, and so they're saying for the good of humanity, you're going to die. But then she goes to Dick Grayson, cause she she hears about Dick Grayson in her dream or something. She's kind of she has some weird psychic powers. She she gets these sort of intuitions. Yeah, and saying right, if I want to be safe, I need to find Dick Grayson. So she
0: goes to Detroit. Is she not like the daughter of like a really powerful witch yeah, or something? Yeah, she's the daughter of Trigon. Right. Okay.
1: She's Trigon's daughter, so Trigon can use her as a gateway. Okay. But she needs to kind of, he needs to kind of flood her with dark negative energy first. Yeah. It's kind of like um, it's your basic Kingdom Hearts like you must be anointed with darkness and all the evil bloods and stuff before we can use you as a gateway. Uh, So she goes to Dick Grayson. Of course, Dick Grayson's a skeptic at this point. He's like, no, I don't fucking believe you. Get away from me, you weird child. I'm I'm not dealing with you weird masks or anything anymore. Then the powers manifest themselves, and Dick Grayson kind of goes, right, I can't leave this alone. I need to take you to wherever. So that kind of happens. She sticks with Dick Grayson for a while. Then she realized that Dick Grayson was going to leave her with a couple of other superheroes called Hawk and Dove with just a pile of money. Like, thanks. Look after the kid. I'm gonna go back to go back to work because I realised at this point I haven't been at work for about four days. <laughs> he just yeah, his plan was to leave them with uh, the characters are called Hawk and Dove, and I think their names actually might be Hank. No, their names are actually Hank and Dawn. But uh, Wow. Hawk is played by uh, Alan Ritchson.
0: I think it he was is. in a couple of Rooster Teeth things. He is the guy from uh, Laser Team. Yeah, he is the like army. He was gonna be. He was in Laser Team One. He was going to be the champion of humanity. He would take on the uh, power suit, yeah, and then four idiots find it. So. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: plays uh, Hawk very well. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's uh, him and Don, who plays or Don, who's uh, also Dove. They have this kind of this cool dynamic about them. It's just like one more job, that's it. You're done. Because Hank, he played sort of. He got a scholarship to play football in sort of, university. He kind of played it a bit too well. He had a shit ton of concussions. His hip, his hip was bad. He had multiple injuries. Yeah. So he was always getting told to hang it up. And he was always looking for one big sort of final score. Mm-hmm. And that's when the whole superhero thing came in.
0: Well, actually, he is also in something I'm going to talk about later on. So he's doing an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine I haven't seen yet. Huh? Okay. So, uh, yeah, he's he's actually really good. Like, he's he's like he's got good chemistry with something. He's, like,
1: he's a good actor. And he's, he's good at playing Hank, who's this kind of, A bit of an alpha male is always... When he sees Dick Grayson, he's like, oh, this fucker again. Yeah. Remember when you screwed my girlfriend because you were bored or something like that?
0: Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson's like, fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. (laughs) Fuck your wife. (laughs) Fuck Batman and your wife. Then fuck Batman again. (laughs) I'm (laughs) cool now. (laughs) Everyone likes Dick Grayson. That's another
1: thing about this whole TV show. Every female is trying to fuck Dick Grayson. (laughs) he's got the d <laughs> yeah uh, this, um, his name is dick yeah, his name is dick everyone wants because he, he's checking in a hotel he's got a uh, rachel there and he's got um starfire mm-hmm. who's uh, her name her real name is a uh, her uh, from, on her own planet her name is coriander okay so uh her whole story her whole plot line in the show is that she's lost her memory and she's trying to pick up the pieces and all she can find name-wise is her name is Cori anders right not really, they didn't really bust the bank on that one but it, it kind of worked because she gets in the comic book she was always called Corey anyway so right. it's a good way to introduce that so they're trying to go into booking a hotel or booking a motel or something and the receptionist is just trying her damnedest to get the D yeah everybody Dick Grayson gets a new partner at the start of the series she is trying to get the D to be fair is he not
0: a super intelligent
1: gymnast yeah that was always the thing in the comic book the reason why uh, psychics didn't like working with Dick Grayson and other people is because the one thing that they would always hear is people just saying, "How cute is Dick Grayson? I want to do Dick Grayson." <laughs> <laughs> people just love the guy, apparently.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you run around all day wearing nothing but spandex, yeah, you're gonna be in tip-top shape. Like yeah, you can you have a be, you can have a beer gut with a spandex yeah, suit. You need to be, need to be working it. Yeah, you got to be v- at least somewhat fuckable.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. There's a couple of. Ultimately, I'd, I'd say it's a good, solid eight point five.
0: I did see it. I did see the like the the, the logo. Card. I was like, oh yeah, I probably should at least watch one episode of that. Hmm. um How do I need to be knowledgeable in any way? Uh, I think if you go and just at least knowing
1: who the characters are, the sort of the main five characters, because you've got obviously you've got Dick Grayson in the kind of Robin Nightwing transition period. You've got Raven. Or Rachel, as she's called in the show, in the kind of getting to know her powers type thing. Yeah, and you've got Starfire, Coriander, and this, and this kind of. She knows what her powers are, but she can't use them. It's her kind of getting to grips with humanity because she's obviously an alien. Yeah, she's getting to grips with the powers. She's getting getting to grips with her humanity. And then you've got Beast Boy, who's just getting to grips with his powers and the outside world because he's been he basically lives in this kind of institute.
0: Um, so I was just about that, to say that this sounds a bit like it's like an X Men. like kind of. Like that kind of puberty stuff going on? Yeah. Basically, uh, where Beast Boy comes from,
1: he comes from an institute that I cannot remember the name of, but they have this doctor who basically takes terminal patients and gives them help that they would never get in normal, regular hospitals. But his methods often result in some kind of metagene or metahuman gene manifestation. Okay. With Beast Boy, it alters his DNA, and they kind of explain it quite well. It basically gives him the ability to basically re- restructure his dna into any shape and because of his mental because of his, so his physical his mental state that often manifest manifests fuck i cannot talk it manifests as an animal okay. and because of his personality it's often a tiger or it's mainly a tiger that you see in the show and then there's other people in there there's a character called i think her name might be june something but she's a failed actress well right. she's not a, she was a successful actress that uh Basically, contracted some kind of disease. She got the serum from the doctor, and it basically gave her the ability to morph, morph her body. Because okay. again, it reacted, reacted to her personality. She was an actress. She was considered a bit of a chameleon back in the day, so it kind of allows her to, you know, morph and change. The only person that doesn't really have cool powers was a character called Mister Robot, who's literally just a failed a NASCAR driver that had an accident, and all <laughs> that was left was his all. All that was left was his brain. So the doctor just went, "Healthy brain. I'm going to stick that in a giant robot,
0: and we'll figure out the rest later." Goodbye. <laughs> it's just, Be Gone, (laughs) I'm done with you, Mr. Robot. Well, that's that. Voiced by Brendan Fraser. Okay, that's Mr.
1: Fraser. And it's uh, Mr. Fraser. Brendan Fraser is in the Mr. Robot suit. Okay, actually, plays it quite well because he's meant to be the older character that kind of keeps everyone else in check. And who better to play a jaded, tired (laughs) old man than than Brendan Brendan Fraser? Fraser. Yeah, but no, the way the the characters interact is all pretty good. Uh, when you find it more about Dick Grayson's character, it's really, really good. When you talk to other, when you hear or when you see Dick Grayson talking to the likes of Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, uh, particularly other characters like Donna Troy, who's a Wonder Woman sidekick, Wonder Girl. Oh, All yeah. right. When you see that she can kind of realizes that I'm I'm going to leave the suit behind because I can do I can do more good as Donna Troy as opposed to Wonder Girl, and that's why uh, Dick Grayson goes to talk to her and say, "Right, I can't do the whole Robin thing anymore. It's physically killing me. Right. So how do I do this another way?" And then. She basically tries to introduce it in real life. I mean, I'll come with me. I've got a few events to post some or to kind of show my pictures and what have you. Come with me to that. You can mingle with people. You can talk there. Then that kind of helps that grace along a bit there. And just seeing these characters interact with each other is pretty good. What I don't find good about it is at some points it's kind of rushed. You right. can tell they they I think they were going to go with twelve episodes, but they cut to eleven. Eleven and twelve were originally going to be one episode, but they cut. Episode 11 because it ends on a cliffhanger, and they're just going to have that be an hour long start to the next season, which I think is pretty cool. But one thing I, I'm annoyed about is the fact that Dick Grayson isn't Nightwing yet, he's still in this kind of angsty, edgy period.
0: Like, he feels it'd be better if it ended with him just going, I'm not going to be Robin anymore. I oh, no, he not become Nightwing the suit in episode six. I know, but I mean, like, it would be good if it, like, it just he decided, I'm not Robin, now I'm Nightwing, yeah, like but, that should be his final moment yeah, of the just, season, I'm not Robin anymore. Who could I be? Because then that could lead
1: effortlessly into him having a conversation with Superman because he does. at this point, they have followed it quite well. At this point, Dick Grayson and Batman aren't talking. Right. So he says, who's the next best thing? Who do I want to be more like? I want to be like Superman. That guy's pretty strongest being in the universe and he's, he seems pretty cheery, pretty happy all the time. I'll go and talk to him. And he says, he starts telling him about, starts telling him about the Kryptonian legends of Nightwing and Firebird who are basically superhero vigilantes on Krypton. Which's got to be pretty impressive, (laughs) yeah. And then that's where Dick Grayson gets the idea for Nightwing, and he goes, "Huh, I like that." And then the old Nightwing thing comes to there. Yeah. So if in season two Dick Grayson talks Superman, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Because it'd be CW actors that would probably show up in that, and the guy that they've got playing Superman and Supergirl, I'd say he does it better than Henry Cavill. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Yeah. It's the it's the fact that he's got the spit curl. You, for me, you cannot have Superman without that hair curl.
0: Yeah, it's good that it's like he's a unstoppable, like immortal machine. Just kind of looks like a, a fucking bit. dork, like <laughs> yeah. I really, not quite a hundred percent, like ninety nine percent. It's that little bit of a weird dorky haircut.
1: Yeah, he needs to, something needs to, because you need to have something that humanizes Superman. If it's the if, for me, it's the hair curl. Don't know why, but it, yeah. that's what humanizes me. But um, just sort of last point on Titans. Like I said, it was it gets kind of rushed in the last couple of episodes. Uh, Starfire. Donna Troy and Dick Grayson are approaching the house where Rachel is being held by her mother who's trying to use her as a gateway to summon Trigon, her mm-hmm. father. And uh, as they're driving down the road, <laughs> uh, Coriander says to Dick Grayson, we need to hurry up or Trigon will Trigon will be brought onto this earth. But by the time they get to the house, she's just, Trigon's here. Like there was zero build up to that. It was just, Trigon might be summoned. Trigon's here. Like, <laughs> you you couldn't,
0: That was the best take of that you could do. Like, Tri- that should be like we leave this we gotta go or Trigon might be summoned and then like some panic in the car and then yeah. oh god Trigon's here
1: yeah and even when Trigon gets summoned because they summon him through this weird kind of magic mirror thing yeah literally there's no there's no ground shake there's no energy coming off the mirror he just gets pulled to the mirror he has a bit of a stumble step It's just oh Trigon's here Again, that was the, the first and only take you were going to do with that. <laughs> I'd, I'd have done that again, maybe show, because uh, it's fucking Trigon, you, you're going to have to show some energy crackling off, show the fact that the Earth is cracking, or the Earth is trying to summon him back down to hell, show them that the Earth does not want him on this plane. Yeah.
0: Show the Earth fighting back. Show sure that he's an immortal demon lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone who might have a sphere of influence or some weird kind of unholy aura. Yeah. Something that uh, show a bit of decay around the house like the house is crumbling under the power of Trigon.
1: Yeah. One thing I did notice is on the back of Rachel's backpack she has a Lords of Order patch which is a I don't know if you heard of him a character called Doctor Fate.
0: Mm, No.
1: Uh, He's basically part of the the Lords of Order that are tasked with keeping order throughout the multiverse. I'm hoping and I'm probably not going to be right about this because it seems it'll just be a little throwaway reference but I'm hoping that that patch on her back is somehow some little spy camera for the Lords of Order. We might get Doctor Fate versus Trigon in the next season, which would be fucking cool. Because, yeah, T- Trigon's this kind of ultimate evil. Doctor Fate is this kind of, like, stupidly powerful light being. Okay. So I think it'd be pretty cool. But again, it probably just a little throwaway reference.
0: Well, to be fair, if you just summon the immortal demon god, what do you got in your arsenal that will take him on? Yeah. If you're just playing with the Titans and maybe a couple extra characters, you don't really have... Yeah, Dick Grayson's yeah. not going to win a fist fight with yeah. <laughs> Trigon. Maybe if he's got the nunchucks,
1: I don't know. Yeah, maybe if he's got the escrima sticks, he could, <laughs> if he's got a couple of stun batons, he could yeah. work. But yeah, I don't think in a straight one-on-one fight,
0: Dick Grayson's has been <laughs> Trigon. You be had an interesting start to the season, though. <laughs> Who knew the devil could be tased? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, guys, bat rank at the head. <laughs> Satan, not a big deal. Jeez, Trigon, I beat him. <laughs> yeah, fine. I could take on Batman. Yeah, I, uh, I, I watched. Uh, I don't know. If we, I don't think we talked about this last time, but there's been a Godzilla series. Oh, please, no! Don't, don't talk to me about Godzilla three. No, Godzilla three was so. The poly- studio Mad. Polygon. I, I love Studio Polygon the I, animation. I'm not faulting the animation. Yeah. It's the story and the writing that I'm pissing all over right now. I'm, I'm, f- I might actually kind of fault the fact there was not a lot of animation and that the main fight starts about 40 minutes from the end, mm-hmm. and I don't think they move. No, at don't. all. Godzilla just, barely moves. I think most of the animation for Godzilla goes into him opening his eyes. Yeah, I'd say that, that it's it's just annoying to have that like it's been a really good series. It's, one was okay, two but, was such an improvement. Yeah, one and two were great. Three such I a was, downgrade. I was so hyped for three. I was like, this is unreal. I can't believe we're yeah. gonna get to see this, and it's gonna be a, there's gonna be another kaiju, and we're gonna have to fight. We're gonna fight the whole thing out, mm-hmm. and then it just turns into. Two monsters kind of locked in place. Yeah, it looks like they're hugging each other at some point. While a bunch of people look at screens and go, Oh my god, Godzilla's breaking this law of physics. And they go, Oh my god, now Ghidorah's breaking this law of physics. And then they both look at each other and go, How are they breaking laws of physics? And Then somebody vaguely throws out an idea. And then ten seconds later, Oh my god, Ghidorah's just broken another law of physics. Hmm. <laughs> How could this happen? You just said it's breaking laws of physics. The rules don't have to apply I mean, anymore. The <laughs> rules are clearly not applicable. It was and they the... just throw
1: around like vaguely physics terms. Yeah. It was the ending that majorly, majorly bugged me. I, I don't know it... if you want to spoil it. I'm cool for not spoiling it. I would mentally checked out. I... 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 The ending was just... was just... It was such a down note. You're like, okay, you've had this really boring fight. You could lift it with a good ending. Yeah. But no, they just gonna There was no lift at the end. It was just oh, and there we go. That's a, that. Are you sure that's how you want to
0: end that? Goodbye to everything. We're done now. Bye and just leave. Yeah, it's, and it's so fucking bad. It's a weird thing. Of there's been a whole running metaphor throughout or running series of direct commentary almost on the fact that Godzilla represents nature, the force of nature, resetting the cycle of life. Yeah, Godzilla might be a lizard in this one. But a couple thousand years ago, he was a giant asteroid, and then like he's just this Titanic event that yeah, resets life. Literally, this force of nature, and it's just humanity comes to terms with that. We're done. Yeah, that's
1: it. Wrap. We're done. It's what the main character does that I seem a bit redundant. You've you've, you've accepted it. What does your action then do? What do you mean? I, I forgot, well, I fuck it. will just spoil it. The main character accepting that. There's nothing we can do. We can basically just remove all our technology and let
0: Godzilla rule. Yeah. Him running towards Godzilla does nothing. <laughs> yeah. The, the kamikaze run at a hundred and you know, Mac Mach ten into Godzilla's mouth as he fires a laser beam. Yeah. And it you know, like absolutely fuck off. That was it. Well that, done, mate. That was the hero. The, and then the rest yeah. of the cast just kind of disseminate themselves into the uh, the local like native cultures that live at peace with nature, like... Oh, like the cult of Mothra or something yeah. randomly <laughs> kicks about. I, I guess that was a bit heavy-handed. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. It was... for How good the first two were, season three, was yeah. just dull. Yeah. And then a real dull note. And uh, the, the thing that bugs me is this, is that there's other projects that that studio does, uh, mm. mostly Knights of Sidonia. Great I've, series. I've
1: watched the, a couple episodes. I'm very, very... Very, very pleased with what I've watched. I've
0: not watched a full season yeah. yet. There's, there should be a season three of that. But it's not happened because they've done Knights of Sidonia then the Ajin series, which I want to watch, and then i have started doing these, and then they did the Blame movie as well. Mm. And they keep getting better. And I'd love, like, if they went back now, I can't imagine how great Knights of Sidonia would be. Yeah. But, I've not heard good things yeah. about Ajin, but I've heard good things about most
1: everything else that they've done.
0: I liked the the concept of it, and it's been on my to-watch list probably the longest of anything I've had on Netflix. So it's been kind of... It's been pushed back and back and back, but now that after seeing this, I'm like, man, I really hope you guys manage to wrap up a story. Yeah. That'd be nice. Because there's too many many franchises
1: nowadays that don't really wrap up their stories all that well. They're just going to say, this is how we're going to end it, and leave it.
0: And anime has a huge problem with that, because a lot of stuff doesn't get a season two. It's a running meme now of like the list of all the great shows that don't get a season two or season three, mm. and it's a terrifyingly long list. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It's yeah. a bit of a damp squib for like such a great series so far.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: definitely the ending. The ending could have been improved, but if
1: you take it for what it was, I'd say they're all they're all pretty good. It's a decent ride. Yeah, decent show. The one thing that I did hear quite a lot of people complaining about was just the fact that a creature the size of Godzilla would die instantly. Like, there would not be enough on that planet to sustain something that big.
0: Oh, like it wouldn't live as long yeah. as it did?
1: I can't remember the name of the rule, but there was something that the bigger a creature gets...
0: Oh, it needs to pr- consume almost infinitely more mass. Like, yeah. it's exponentially more mass
1: to yeah, more mass, and it needs to absorb it and, like, basically consume more. And yeah. that's not sustainable. Or even something that size would not be able to fill the... O- like, get the correct amount of oxygen into its body. So it yeah. basically just die of, you know suffocation
0: yeah the, the physics of godzilla are kind of iffy but then it's a giant lizard monster that yeah. punches buildings so pretty much and has atomic fire breath yeah so yeah let's not read too far into that one and then has a mecha version of itself that has mecha godzilla's <laughs> fucking cool shut up <laughs> <laughs> i was so disappointed when they didn't actually bring it mecha godzilla in the yeah, second one they
1: fucking talk about them and two so goddamn much and they're they
0: just... like oh here it comes and you're like oh it wasn't ready yet yeah. D- don't they talk Fuck. about <laughs> mecha godzilla city in two as well yeah, that's that's what they were building. That Mecha Godzilla was gonna build the Mecha Godzilla to fight Godzilla and then it wasn't finished. But there's enough weapon system to just take it down anyway, or they can just overload the reactor and then fuck it. Yeah. Uh, it so like, seems to be the way to kill Godzilla, just overdose on radiation. <laughs> Wait, what will we'll we do with this giant metaphor for radiation? Give it more radiation. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to do the thing
1: where I want them they do the thing in the movie where they realise that alright, oh, Godzilla's back, we need you overdose with radiation. Just, nope, you've just made Godzilla go Super Saiyan. Thank you very fucking much. <laughs> he now has an aura and he has
0: spiky hair for some reason. now. Well fucking done. Yeah. I, 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 The one thing I've enjoyed in the series, and it was kind of really hamfisted at the end, was that, um, and they actually directly mentioned it, is the fact that each different, there's three races. One's obsessed with technology, one is a weird kind of ethereal... Uh, elven race like yeah, it's, also, it's almost like humans elves and dwarves yeah they're like kind of weird cleric type things aren't they yeah and they become the leaders of a new religion yeah. uh, towards the end of it and that's what helps summon Ghidorah and like their influence helps change yeah. the whole thing then one character gets a weird Ghidorah eye like yeah. black and yellow eye I just thought that was like you guys just stole that from Naruto <laughs> yeah that's
1: just the sharing yeah
0: and I it's, it's, it's almost like humans human elf dwarves and the human, resor, human idea is just let's go down and fight it yeah let's be yeah. heroes uh, the dwarf idea is let's just use technology. And then the elf idea is religion. vague, mystical, religious bullshit. Yeah. And then they just say uh, just because the elves get the go at it last, because the human attempt failed because humanity didn't have the weapons to fight Godzilla. Yeah. The dwarf attempt failed because they were corruptible. And then the elves get the last laugh. So it makes religion seem like the answer. I'm like yeah, uh yeah. It's kinda It's not the conclusion I was i was yeah. I would have went for, it, but when you consider that the whole thing is to bring yourself back into balance with nature, maybe that's why it's okay, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. It's hard to be brave about being one with the trees. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You've got to really kind of like work that answer in there. Yeah. I feel like the religious answer is the easiest answer if you're going yeah, to go definitely. for
1: that metaphor. It's weird to think that we're now shoving religious subtext into a Godzilla movie. Yeah. I get that obviously it's called Godzilla. but
0: But that's just because it's King of Monsters. Yeah, King of so, Monsters. Yeah. It kind of works. Yeah, it makes sense. The uh, yeah, but give it a go if you've got a spare four hours. Four, yeah. I think they're about an hour and change, hour and fifteen. Normally about ninety minutes. Yeah, if you got a spare four and a half hours, yeah, just watch Why it. not? Yeah, just go <laughs> for
1: it. But don't blame us when you come back disappointed. Yeah, don't don't blame us if you come back scratching your head, just going, "What?
0: <laughs> why did it not work?" <laughs> I don't
1: know because we didn't believe. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else. I have a couple, I have a couple of other things yeah. yeah, Um I don't know, if, there's, no, there's no way to put this This uh, transition cleanly So I'm going to talk about the Resident Evil 2 demo Because I want to talk about the Resident Evil 2 demo Well yeah, I saw that, it was going live uh, I I'll I will start off by saying the one thing that does, that did and still does annoy me Is the fact that it's a one-shot demo You play it for 30 minutes and it's done Wow You can't replay it, you can re-download it but you can't replay it on that one copy uh, I, I know a few people have kept; it, they've got it on the PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. I know a few people that have downloaded it on all three, right. just to play it each different time. But that's more only bugbear about it.
0: Is there different ways of playing
1: it? No, not really. Hmm. Uh, if there's, I, I, what do you mean by different different ways of playing?
0: Like, I I don't know Resident Evil very well, but like, could I like choose a different, not quite ending for the demo, but. Could I do different things that would affect the, how they st- how the demo story turns out? Technically, you could end it. You could end it in a different way. You could go a, a different route.
1: Okay, because it's it's technically open to you. It's uh, if you the minute you start, you can go. You always have to go underneath the shutters to the left, to the right of the door that you first come into. You always need to do that. But then you can go other ways. You can you don't need to do the main storyline. You could go and explore around the uh, police station. Okay you can only really get the one ending right? and that's when you go back to a certain point and you talk to another character, the demo ends there so I finished it in about 20 minutes because I knew the rough layout of the police station because I played Resident Evil 2 so many fucking times I genuinely think I've played it 15 times just (laughs) back to back it because it's my favourite game of all time Uh, so I kind of knew the rough rough layout of the police station and for the most part if you knew what it was like in Resident Evil 2 you're going to know what it's like in Resident Evil 2 Remake yeah. You're going to have that kind of muscle memory. Some things have changed. I'm not saying it's one to one. I'm saying it's maybe 85. Okay. There's certain things that have been changed and it's a good change. It's a very welcome change. So I went there, done some things. Now I thought I'm going to go check this place out, that place out. Most of the puzzles are completely different. Well, that's good. Which I fucking love. Yeah. I'm stupidly down for that. Uh, there was one puzzle when you go into the library, you had to move bookshelves.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's, it's weird but
1: it's Resident Evil that's still in there but you don't need to it's like it's not put them in a certain order it's moved them in to try and push down a pressure plate that then you can use to drop down something and get, a, get an item so they've kind of made it a bit more logical there Yeah. but the one thing that I fucking loved about this demo was just how fucking nice the Playstation looks with some care and attention put in it because it looked good in the GameCube Playstation 1 era yeah. but just seeing it in Fucking new graphics with the new sort of scale and polish to it. Just seeing the size of the police station—it's like the
0: spiral and crash things. Because they've gone for a total
1: like ground-up redo. And it's the way they've done the the way they've done the game. Leon, like he's a complete like noob, neophyte. He's he's and you get that in the way that he shoots because he always kind of moves when he's holding the gun, so he could have it dead center. But there's always that kind of movement, visibly shooting himself because there's fucking zombies. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So what I did, I went straight to the right, under the shutters, started rummaging about and immediately found the weapons key card for the locker room. I thought, I'm going to go get me a fucking shotgun and make this easier. And I just thought, what I didn't know that you could only get, you get seven shotgun rounds, that's it, in the demo, you can't get any more. So I'm walking around blasting motherfuckers left and right. And then I got to a room where there's four of the fuckers coming at me and I went, I wasted my ammo. <laughs> I had to shoot them with a pistol because you get a lot of pistol rounds, uh, but no healing items. So you really need to watch, you need to run, and you always, you can use your knife as a kind of defense weapon. Yeah. And the thing that they've done in Resident Evil 2 Remake is your knife can break, which makes sense. I like the sound of this, this is a lot more intense. Odd. it's. I, I don't know what it is, but obviously Resident Evil has always been about being creepy. They nail it in Resident Evil 2. There's no electricity in the place, you need to reset some of the generators and... Stuff you need to, re- to switch on some lights again. For the most part, you've just got a uh, pistol and right hand torch in left hand, and you're just going around corners. Right. And the phrase "check your corners, rookie" helps. Because I walked around <laughs> a corner and didn't see a zombie that was hiding in a kind of a, a corridor that had been blocked off to my left. It yeah. was kind of crouched down in the corner, see me walking past, and all of a sudden, just the fucking force pushes me over, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then there's a zombie snacking on my neck. Shit. And uh, it throws you off a little bit as well. Yeah. Because in in Resident Evil 2 the original, if you went into the police station and turned left, you could go through a set of doors that would take you to a sort of reception area. If you keep going, if you kept going past the reception area, and go, you got to a door behind a set of kind of like a sort of row of benches, you would mm-hmm. see a creature called a Liquor, which is this fucking horrible, nasty thing crawling past the window. It's not there anymore. It's not there. It threw me off because I'm walking around the corner. I'm just going, and the Liquor's going to be there in five, four,
0: three, two, Uh-oh. five,
1: four, three. Two. Where's the fucking Liquor? and then you go through the back alley and you go to a kind of press room yeah. and you're thinking right surely the liquor's got to be there then you go and then you walk down the corridor again and you're thinking right surely right? the liquor has to be here somewhere and then you get the fucking the, the jump scare of this zombie battering the shit out the window and it genuinely it kept me on edge like I don't really get scared by video games but the fact that I, w- I was in a place that I knew back to front yeah. and everything was changed I was like holy shit I'm gonna fucking love this game
0: yeah the idea that you would like I I, I like the idea that they would like fuck with you and that lady like the fans know this is coming. Yeah, but- when it doesn't come, if we do something else. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's not only does the game look fucking stunning, the zombies look kind—they of, look scary now. Yeah, and the the attacks that they do, they actually rip off chunks of flesh, and you see that in death animations. Right. If if you, enough of them uh, sort of jump on you, or you take enough damage, you get obviously you get the death screen, and at one point they actually just rip the side of your face off. And you actually see Leon; he'll be tilting his head to the right, where they've been attacking. You just see a chunk of flesh taken off. Well, that's good. They put a lot of attention to detail into the kind of gore, because I think everyone at this point has seen the trailer when Leon's walking through the corridor and he sees the the face of the the guy that's had his face slashed by the liquor. So yeah. he's got three like claw marks going down his face, and when he turns his face to the right to see it, you just see the kind of flesh separate, uh. and all the kind of visceral and gore and stuff. This, th- th- I just thought the people that made this put so much attention to detail in it yeah that I'm probably going to replay this a few times yeah no but I was really really and impressed and that's an open beta, right? no it's just a demo that you can download You literally you could download it right now guess what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no it was see it, it was that kind of gratification for me anyway just someone who took my favourite game and just made it so much fucking better yeah it was, the fact that your knife can break. It adds an extra level of the survival horror aspect that I've been looking for since Resident Evil Three. Yeah. Because uh, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, I think, are perfect games in my mind. They've got horrible cheesy dialogue, but that does not detract from my experience of playing those games.
0: Gonna make a Jill
1: sandwich. <laughs> you're almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> I should give you. I'll give you this lockpick. Well, who's better to have it than the master of unlocking? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean, Barry? Perry, you're drunk. Go home. It's the bit where you go. I hope this isn't Chris's blood. Did you just take a swig, a hip flask? And, oh, this isn't Chris's blood. Oh, it's whiskey. <laughs> uh oh, what's <laughs> <spaghetti-os>? <laughs> Barry's been hitting the old whiskey again. But that's a one, two, and three have been kind of this perfect survival horror experience for me. Then it goes to four. It was a good game, but it was survival action, as most people know. Then five, good game. It's cheesy. It's hokey. It's Punching a, a boulder. Game. Punching a boulder It's the fact It's the punching the boulder I can get Because it's just like Fuck it I need to move this thing But it's the fact that he flexes At the end of it And the thing just rolls away he just, <laughs> he just goes oh, And then the thing rolls over Really? I've a, forgotten you that You're going to end the game that way? <laughs> then there's Resident Evil 6 Which I'm not even going to Fucking talk about Yeah Then they brought it back for 7 Which is just fucking golden. But no Very 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 happy With the Resident Evil 2 demo And I'm very happy That it comes out Next Friday
0: Next Friday, right. uh, When? Oh, what's it? Kingdom Hearts is soon, right? It's the 29th.
1: Oh. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to have some choices to make. I'm getting. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought a new PlayStation 4 because my other ones are about to fucking take off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't plan on buying a new PS4. I was just going to take this one to go and get fixed. But uh, I was talking to my older brother and he randomly just asked me on the way to a rugby training one night, Do you know anybody that's looking for a PS4? And I went, I might be. What kind of PS4 is it? And he went, Oh, it's a PS4 Pro. I went, Oh, this is going to be expensive. I'm thinking to myself it's going to be too expensive yeah Went, how much is he wanting for it 150 fucking right I'll take that what's the size of the hard drive if it even oh it's if, a Pro's one terabyte, isn't it Pro's a standard one terabyte. alright oh, so that's not too bad and I asked him why is he getting rid of it and he said what's wrong with it he went nothing wrong with it it's fine he, gave it, he bought it for his nephew who played it for 45 minutes and decided that he didn't want it I went like, fucking right I'll take that I'll give you a alright then I actually just went to the <laughs> cash point and lifted 150 and went give that to your boss give me the Playstation when you can Yeah. I thought there's no way I can pass that up, so I'm hope I got a uh, Resident Evil Two on the Xbox because I've got all my other Resident Evils on the Xbox, and I want to play it on a good controller. Uh, I'm, you look at me like I'm going
0: to argue against that. No, I'm, not. Ju- I'm looking <laughs> at you for confirmation because
1: yeah. <laughs> modern console Xbox does have the better controller. Yeah, I just don't like the PlayStation Four controller for some reason. I don't like it. Uh, so I'm going to I'm playing Resident Evil Two on the Xbox, but I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts Three on the PlayStation because. I don't know why I always think if you play the next game in the series, you're going to get something
0: for having saved data from the old games. I've seen a few games do that. Forza Horizon did it. You yeah. could use your previous uh, skins.
1: Yeah. And that, that was um, about it. Yeah. And I think I'm too used to playing Kingdom Hearts on a PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a bit weird playing it on an Xbox controller. It wouldn't be much different, but I think it'd be a bit weird. Yeah. And then that, that kind of peters out my January wallet purge, And then we get to March when I'm buying Mortal Kombat 11 because that game looks
0: fucking gorgeous I did see the trailer for that and it looks absolutely gruesome almost
1: that is what the gameplay looks like yeah slightly toned down it looks fucking ridiculous
0: I did see a Twitch stream of the release event where there were people playing like a demo yeah. version of it hosted by Simon Miller which is good to see he's still working oh, yeah, yeah he was Simon a- Miller you mean no Simon Miller big I'm old bald of- wrestling guy oh I'm thinking of Greg Miller yeah, yeah. Uh, no 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 he was uh, was an Xbox event Greg Miller wouldn't be seen dead there yeah <laughs> um, that's true. yeah Although he was in an episode of Always Open, I, I know you watch Always Open sometimes from Ruth's teeth, yeah, he and yeah. he showed up there with uh, Jeff. I haven't finished that episode yet, but it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, watching Simon Miller on stage, and the chat was absolutely brutal with him. I fucking love Simon. He's an absolute like mm-hmm. proper like full like man sized puppy, <laughs> but like just a th- big man child. Yeah, just a big man child. He just likes dumb wrestling stuff and like video games and yeah. hanging out and like doing stuff. And he's an absolute lad. But then you've got the chat just being mean to him and the girl because the girl was like trying to be very high energy, and people were just not having it. Yeah, that, I found that when I was watching, there was a show on Netflix
1: called uh, Super Fan Builds. Don't mm. know if you ever watched that. No, not seen that. It was on a, it was on a channel called, it was on the same channel that put up the, um, fuck, what the name is it? It's uh, they make video game swords. What the fuck is the name of that show? I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blanking, but it was on that. It was on that channel. They basically take someone say, "Oh, my sister's a huge fan of Back to the Future," and they're like, "Fine, we're going to give your sister a Back to the Future hot tub." That kind of show. Okay. And the host of that it was actually a pretty cool show because I liked seeing how they put these things together. But the host of that was a woman called Michelle Morrow, and she was the same kind of thing. She was like,
0: "Hey guys, this week on Super Fan Builds, we're going to build this and
1: just bring it
0: down, take it down like five percent. We're going to watch a forty-minute video about people yeah. making a lancer out of like PVC piping." Yeah, you're
1: making a. A Delorean hot tub for forty minutes.
0: Just bring it down. We can't be this intense the whole time. Mm. No, no. Sometimes yeah. we just need a montage of just people cutting wood. Yeah, it's so like, Putting it through a lathe. Yeah, I find <laughs> that oddly like, watching videos of uh, stuff being put through a lathe was uh, cool. It's dangerous. Cool. Like you could spend, a hell it, you of could dangerous. waste You're... a
1: fucking day. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was <laughs> also the using Lily is pretty yeah, dangerous. It's just, it's just
0: watching wood get like machined. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I did that with uh it was. Uh, resin and wood combination stuff mm. where people would like make something out of wood and then pour resin into it just watching it, like the pour you're like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is a good waste of my this is a good way to spend my day off
0: <laughs> it actually it was about two hours of yeah, non-stop it, watching worm, people it's a pour wormhole stuff. man it is a fucking wormhole it's how much content is there of people just pouring resin into like pine woods and going, Yeah, that, that really matches yeah, the going, tones of the cedar? Yeah, that's you know, like, that's yeah. going to
1: say all nice and good in about four hours. I don't know why I'm Bob Ross in this. <laughs> <laughs> just going to want to dance in a happy little sky. <laughs>
0: remember, he's a happy little air torch to <laughs> just blow at those bubbles.
1: Oh, just give her all those bubbles and just dance around there like one of God's children. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Love Bob Ross. I, I, I always remember before primary school. Uh, obviously, everybody in the, every, this is way before my dad retired, so we all kind of get up and run up at the same time. Yeah, I'd just go downstairs. My, da- my dad my would be sitting watching uh, uh, Bob Ross on, I think it was on Discovery or it might have been on a uh, challenge way back in the day. There's no better way to start your day than just say Bob Ross and just, and we we're going to take a little bit of our cadmium yellow and we're going to just dance in a happy little sun. Yeah, it
0: was a great way to start your day. The uh. Obviously, he's a big uh, or he's a big part of the Twitch, like always streaming, always on, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually that saw... And actually, saw Doctor Who. Yeah, I was gonna say like Doctor Who's on there, like classic Doctor Who's on there yeah. in the last couple of days. I was like, I think they're on the oh, fourth man. Doctor or something. Kind of want to watch it, but also really don't want to watch it. Oh, old Doctor Who is rough. I know it's gonna that, be really bad. Yeah. I saw people in like old policemen's uniforms. I was like. Nah, i nah, not I'm feeling just, this one <laughs> It's the fact that in the new
1: Daleks have this kind of mesh around them So you can't see the fact that there's an actor inside the wheelie bin Right <laughs> and the old, In the old series, they didn't have that It's just kind of, right, we'll put the bucket over And then they won't be able to see the actor Then if you watch some of the, particularly the Tom Baker series, season 3 You just think, hey, that's, I can see a guy in there I can see his eyes for fuck's sake <laughs> Come on It's just a bit of fucking effort then you get modern Doctor Who and it's just oh, I, is that a dude in there? I genuinely believe that could be a evil pepper pot from space <laughs> totally reasonable to believe that's a giant pepper pot from space That's apparently that's how they came up with the Daleks, someone put two a salt and pepper shaker <laughs> just, some guy started moving them around and they went Huh, I, could, I could do something that.
0: <laughs> Somebody went to take it And he just started screeching exterminating the guy You've got it You're on a hit You're a fucking genius <laughs> <laughs> He's sort of a genius like, No that guy's actually Just heavily autistic yeah, he's, <laughs> he's screeching at you He has serious problems Yeah We, uh, we don't know why We let him in here <laughs> I he, don't he know how the... he got in here But he seems kind of dangerous <laughs> Yeah
1: He knows the owner So I think we have to
0: let him in mm-hmm. Give him a raise <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him the corner office <laughs> Um, I don't have very much uh, I think Resident Evil 2 Resident, Resident Evil 2 and Mortal Kombat were kind of Mortal Kombat were so I was like oh did you see it yeah. <laughs> I th-
1: most thing I was going to talk about Mortal Kombat was just I don't know who they sold the show to to make that game look as good as it does but holy shit
0: I know who they sold the fucking money Do you see that you went to pre-order to get a Shao Kahn
1: yeah I pre-ordered
0: I know but like that's like for the mega fans Yeah, but I don't like the fact that there's so much that says Pre-order it now to get this bonus, which should be basic content, especially for like a fan like the long-running villain, Shao Kahn. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a cash grab. I'm buying the especially before reviews come out. Yeah, see the way I'm
1: justifying, I'm buying the eighty quid special edition. What justifies that for me is it comes with the season pass. Okay, and it comes with a whole bunch of extra skins, a a album, that soundtrack for the for the game and. The a steelbook, uh, it's eighty quid all in. It's not the most I've ever
0: spent. Oh no, <laughs>
1: no, 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 no! I bought way too much back in the day. Yeah, uh, it's it's not too bad, and the fact that you're getting the season pass with it, it's saved me about thirty five pound.
0: Yeah, I just wish when it came to like stuff like season passes, games would just or games industry would just admit we can't make a game for sixty pounds anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, it, it, what bugs me most about the season pass idea is the fact that if you want these characters you have to pay for it now, it yeah. fucking bugs me so much it's the reason why I've not especially bought... in a fighting game yeah it's the reason why I've not bought Injustice 2 because if I want to play Injustice 2 I want it to play as Red Hood I want it to play as the fucking Ninja Turtles I want it to play as Hellboy I want to play Sub-Zero and Raiden I'm sorry the Ninja Turtles are in there? all fucking four of them and they are great okay <laughs> you, can, you can pick which one you want to play as you can play as Donatello Raphael uh, Leonardo hmm. Michelangelo you can pick whatever one you want and they all have unique interactions with other characters Fucking awesome! Um, I'm trying to think what other characters were in there. Hellboy, Ninja Turtles, or oh, Enchantress, the Atom. Who I could fucking take a leave, but he's actually pretty funny because he can shrink. Okay. <laughs> uh, they all have um, traits that they can use. With Batman, he summons like three little sort of drones. drones, drone things that kind yeah. of they can spin around them or he can send them in them. With Superman, he basically just kind of he boosts the solar energy. Same with Supergirl they'll have these kind of traits. The atoms is you can just shrink, but deal the same amount of damage. So you can't fucking see him and he's just uppercutting you all over the place. Hmm. And because he sounds like a 1950s radio character, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> 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 She's like, what, ho? <laughs> <laughs> Fight me, now, do well. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. I'll have a thee. I'll have a And Hellboy's pretty funny as well. Yeah. Because his main stick is He's all about punching with the right hand, but his trait is he brings out the revolver. <laughs> I think he gets four shots or something. If trait, Just straight up fucking murder. <laughs> 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 fucking Ron Perlman, motherfucker. <laughs> sh- oh, he's not Ron Perlman anymore. Yeah, I saw that
0: trailer and I was like, mm, not impressed. Not impressed, the, but worried. The get-up
1: looks a bit harsh. Yeah,
0: um, and I, I like the guy who's playing. Oh, David Harbour. Fucking love yeah. that guy. Stranger yeah. Things is one yeah. of
1: my favourite TV shows of the past five years.
0: And I just I saw that I'm like, oh boy, yeah, I'm kind of
1: worried. It's the, fact, it's the fact that they've cut the trailer to look like it's, and now we follow the story of a young man who has not had the best life but today he's going to turn it all around follow join us won't you for Hellboy and then it cuts into the sitcom music or something it yeah. just looks very it looks too much like a comedy for me and it's yeah. fucking Hellboy yeah
0: it can be a weird dark story I mean <laughs> yeah. it starts with Nazi Germany Yeah, I'm not gonna-
1: <laughs> I think they're trying a new angle on it and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm going to have to see more yeah, I'll maybe a, a clip or something. Same
0: old rules wait until we see it, yep. then be critical as shit. Yeah, I yeah. actually was reminded of one thing I, I forgot to bring up, but don't think we discussed this is that uh, Bungie developers of Halo and Destiny yeah. are splitting from Activision. I think as of now, they have split. Yeah, um, the the thing happened at, in typical gibberish fashion. We record an episode, yep. then the big news hits. So, this was the one from last week. I was like, God damn it. And I was actually going to talk about them for another reason was the fact that they fucked up a Destiny 2 piece of DLC content or whatever um, where they had uh, they have these uh, raids which are like mm-hmm. super complex boss fights yeah, and they're a lot of fun really stressful. Um, If you're playing with a good team you can fucking crack them out easy. You know, shouldn't be too much of an issue mm. and then all of a sudden they release this one which is just a like nine hordes like nine just like random ambushes by hordes and everyone was like, okay, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Turns out there's a challenge and, like, a weird puzzle mm-hmm. that was built into the raid. So as they, as you were fighting off, like, waves of attackers, you had to figure out, like, a problem. Nobody did it. Yeah. It, they made it too it? complicated and nobody could figure it out. Yeah. I don't even know what the puzzle was. Yeah. It seemed to be, like, a weird, like, meta thing that was going on at the same time. And given what was going on with, like, the first Destiny raid, which involved you, like shooting different targets as you had to jump up and down on different platforms yeah. whilst fighting like ten guys. And also there was just it was just a complete shit show. When I like left, I was like, I'm done, fuck this. Yeah, fuck Destiny too. This makes no sense. Um and then people were saying, no, this was way more complicated than anything else that's come before. So
1: is it a proper horde mode, sort of like Gears of War type horde mode where you've just got waves of enemies coming at you. Yeah. And then they expected you while you're fighting for your life in a in a raid setting to then do this puzzle?
0: Yeah. Which there was no guidance on there was no was there even idea. a hint towards like this? Is, you need to do something based on previous raids. I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> yeah. I um, think you jumped off at the right point, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they re- realized that nobody had done this in 24 hours and they said it was doable in 18. They're like, Look, if it takes the community more than 18 hours to figure this one out, we'll be very surprised. Nobody got it, <laughs> no one's done. <laughs> and about a day and a bit later. Uh, they just said, you know what, fuck it. And the, the idea was that this was like a series of challenges that would unlock more content. And then this was like the second to last one. This would unlock one last room where they could do something or mm-hmm. something else. Um, And nobody figured it out, so they just unlocked the last room. And they're like, huh, okay. And that was going to be what it was going to talk about. And then like the same day they go, oh, by the way, we're leaving activism. Later, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So they've got about 100 million in the bank to uh, make another game, and they're going to keep making Destiny content and you know, bankroll Destiny 3 themselves. Hmm. So I can see maybe Microsoft just going, come back.
1: <laughs> Here's another 3 billion, come back. Be funny if they tried, though, because I can see Bungie just going, no.
0: <laughs> I. I could see them staying sole for at least Destiny 3. I'd say after that, it's open season. And I wouldn't be, I don't know who they would go with. Because they've started, because previously they've just done Xbox. And then they've done Mm cross-platform. So now they've also included PC with Destiny 2. I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep doing their own thing. But also try and focus more on PC. I suppose the more you
1: think about it, how much of their weird decisions have been bungy, and how much has it have been? How much of it has been Activision, Activision yeah. just clawing it back, just going no, 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 do
0: this. Well, based on the report that people were popping champagne during the announcement, I'm guessing there's a reasonable, like a, a really large amount of Activision interference. Yeah, which surprising. wouldn't surprise me with it being Activision. Um, yeah, because so, they they don't like money; they're all about the gamers. Yeah, all about the gamers. That's, yeah. That's why Blizzard has loot boxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it's, it's not that. It's fine. It's fine. It's not Don't, it's fine. It's good don't pay right. attention. Don't worry about it. about it. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if we hear some news in the next couple of years about them either staying solo or going with... I, they might go back to Xbox. Depends.
1: Uh, I could see them maybe going back to Microsoft, but it would take a lot of convincing.
0: It would take a lot of get your hands off our property.
1: Yeah, it would take it just Remember Halo? Yeah, give us it back. You've... What the fuck was Halo 5? <laughs> just answer me that. What the fuck was Halo 5? If
0: you told me Halo 6 was out, I'd believe you because I don't care. <laughs>
1: no, Halo. See, that's the thing. Halo 3 was good. ODST was good. Reach, fucking fantastic. Then it went to Halo 4. It's, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's not great. Halo 5, that was yeah. just a bag of dicks.
0: If you want to laugh, by the way, uh, Badger and Pals are playing uh, Halo Reach Lasso, like Legendary All Skulls on. Ah, right. it is fucking brutal <laughs> I, can imagine. I am watching these guys batter themselves silly try to beat this thing they're live streaming it all on twitch so mm. if you want to watch it definitely give it a look because it is fucking insane i can't believe the fact they're like oh quick headshot the elite that'll get his shields down no you've played halo right <laughs> that just pisses it
1: off <laughs> see the big glowing green weak spot on his back shoot that no the
0: elites that's hun- You're thinking Hunter? I'm thinking Hunter, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was watching. Office N- the Elite. If you shoot them in my head, that just pops the helmet off. I just, this whole, like, watching this, I'm like, I'm glad I never even attempted this, like, l- lasso bollocks. I tried Legendary mode
1: a couple of times, but I just thought, you know what? This game's not good enough to make me want to play it through in a harder difficulty. I don't
0: want to no. better my skills at this game. I think we beat three on Legendary, me and my brothers, but that was, like, a concentrated effort. Yeah. I think we, it was like, we have a week off of school. What do we do? he long legendary <laughs> yeah, let's do
1: this. that was exactly what happened to me in uh, Resident Evil 6. Yeah. Uh, it was the last I hadn't felt stupidly optimistic about Resident Evil 5. It's not it was only when I went to reback I went to go back and play Resident Evil 5 that I kind of thought oh this game I accept this game watch and all. But Resident Evil 6 was always one of those games that I thought wasn't good. So I mm-hmm. thought fuck it. I'm going to make this. I'm going to play as some professional cuz it's probably going to be the last Resident Evil game that I ever play. Yeah, not knowing seven was around. Not the knowing seven was a couple of years away. Not knowing that I was getting remade soon. Yeah. So I just thought, fuck it. Professional, gonna play it co-op with my older brother. If we didn't fucking realize how much of a Herculean task that was, that that game does not fuck around with its uh, with its ammo and item placements. Yeah. You genuinely, I'm probably exaggerating with this, but to my recollection, I think you got about three green herbs for an entire level. I just thought, motherfucker. <laughs> you got fuck-all bullets as well, so you're basically just relying mm. on your knife and your wits. And one punch is going to take about two-thirds of your health bar. Yeah, you're going to drop per Fuck, I need to start drinking coffee or something. Yeah, You're going to drop from F- fine at the green stage just straight down to yellow caution immediately. Shit. Sure. Yeah, Resident Evil professional modes do not fuck around, except in Resi 4 where you could just take a step back, shoot <laughs> with the ultra-powerful handgun that you got in the other playthroughs and just keep popping heads.
0: Yeah. I had to, it was like a Desert Eagle or something. It was a fifty cal rifle or something. Or fifty cal pistol. Yeah. On that last playthrough Or with the second playthrough And you could just go through that. And if you kept all the magnum ammo, that was, you know, you're good to go. Oh, well, in RE five and RE six, you could just get infinite ammo for everything.
1: Or okay. just walk about with the, the Desert Eagle just popping heads or if you had the uh
0: I remember that on RE five as well. Yeah. You had to do some weird challenge to get it, but it was yeah, to,
1: I think you had to complete it on professional. mode yeah it was worth them. it though yeah you could get the infinite ammo gatling gun for Chris and you could get the infinite ammo bow and arrow for Sheva oh yeah which got them was... in a bit of trouble because <laughs> like, oh wait she's a, she's an African woman you give her a fucking bow and arrow
0: I think it was more to do with the fact they gave her like a leopard print yeah like, the, the leopard special skin costume. yeah yeah
1: you're like, wow, yeah. okay. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> you got them in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you done goofed. Yeah, just you fucked up. Hands up and admit it. Yeah, but no one played that costume. Everyone just thought, all right, here's Sheva in a business suit. Let's use that. We won't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> then just the tits pop out. And you're like, okay. Now we're in trouble again. Now we are in trouble
0: again. <laughs> did, uh, speaking of being in trouble, did you see the Gillette ad? No, I didn't. No, it's not that bad. I, uh, really? There's a big hoo-ha about uh, the fact that Gillette's being very preachy. And uh, trying to, uh, the the thing of Gillette has been the best man can get. Yeah, but the fact now that it's, it's pivoting quid for like, five fucking razors that you're going to burn through in about a week. So good. So yeah, bold. but it's 18 <laughs> quid though. Yeah, um, but the it's always been the best man can get, and then for this advert they've started talking about uh, be better men, and it's been it's been absolutely hammered for being like fake uh, wokeness, and the best quote I've seen about it is. We're now in a weird kind of uh, corporate woke situation where corporations claim to be woke, so they can sell products to people who are woke who claim to hate capitalism. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're we're at that level of completely fucked. We're like, we've seem to have like twisted all this around yeah. to kind of feed into itself. But it's just basically saying that you know, lads will be lads' behavior needs to kind of take a fucking back seat, and you're like, okay weirdly preachy for a razor company but fair enough so,
1: what, you, you were saying they're, taking, they're saying that all oh, lads are going to be lads that yeah. let's disregard their behaviour yeah.
0: well the, the idea that like we used to just say boys will be boys yeah oh, boys are going to fight each other no, boys don't have to fight each other yeah. boys should probably sort shit out with words like yeah boys are house occasionally yeah. but if boys start fighting each other like you just need to take them part and say what's wrong sort it out yeah. with words and, totally uh, sure. like the whole catcalling thing and yeah just weird, like, obviously, like, Me Too references and stuff. Mm. They're saying, that needs to stop, and you're like, okay, fair point, but do you genuinely believe this, or are you just trying to get woke points? Yeah. So, that at least it started that conversation, mm. but it was re- re- you know, you got those weird backlash from, again, Peter's Morgan, uh, and people like that who are just like, no, we can't have this, this is just really offensive to men. You know, like, what men? No. Seriously, bring out those men.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure most men really see out. How- what was the, the tagline? Be better, man. Yeah, be better, man. Yeah, most people say that. You go, you know what? Like, we could be better. We could yeah. we could stop doing this. But, uh, particularly the toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, I get that it can be a bit. I'm probably again if I said this to people's face, I'd probably get in trouble. But it seems a bit scapegoaty. Like, oh, you're being very toxic masculine.
0: Yeah. How? Because I'm you know, being one of the lads. Now there's a the thing of like we really. Maybe we should address certain tos- toxic aspects of masculinity. But yeah. I don't think a razor company is the person to address it. Yeah. I think it needs to be a people thing.
1: Yeah. I think it should just be a... Toxic masculinity is not good. You yeah. create
0: a bit of a... Something if like... you've been in the room with genuinely like toxic people, it's weird. It's yeah. oddly embarrassing. Yeah. And it's not like from a... Oh wait, I'm not woke at all. Yeah, it happens, it happens quite a lot in Scotland. I'm not going to yeah. lie. There's a lot of people who
1: are... I mean, uh, the way I see toxic masculinity is that people are just stuck in their ways and refuse to change no matter what. Like, ah, yeah. fucking women should be in the fucking kitchen. Yeah. Like, l- yeah. children should be seen and not heard, that kind of shit.
0: That type of thing. It yeah. doesn't work. No, no. it no. fucking doesn't work. It didn't work before, just nobody spoke up about it. Yeah. But again... people were afraid just, of the quote-unquote <laughs> man. But again, a razor company should not be the one selling that idea. Yeah. One, one of
1: my... I say one of my friends. I, 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 genuinely, there's been a shift on that. Yeah. One of the people that I know... Uh, a former acquaintance A former acquaintance <laughs> Someone who I used to be Quite friendly with That sounds fucking weird Someone that I used to be friends with uh, Someone who used to give handjobs to Yeah someone who just uh, The The uh, The reach old, around. old Dutch rudder They'll reach around. The old <laughs>
0: downhill skier Yeah. Uh, Everybody I, grab the dicker on your left <laughs> And let's go to town Let's test your ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's, it's genuinely someone that used to consider quite a good friend But then just how I consider him nowadays to just be a bit of a bleeding heart. Right. Everything that, every little cause or something, he has an opinion on. All oh, right, And what bugs me the most about him is the fact that he doesn't read into the situation. He reads base and goes, right, that's my opinion now. Like, mm. Dude, you're a smart man. Don't fucking do that. Read into it. Research.
0: You, you can read the whole
1: story. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't just go, "All oh, right, uh, people who support capitalism are implicitly are implicitly supporting uh, Chinese sweatshop conditions. You want to read into that? You, are you just going to take that headline? Oh, you're right, yeah. you're just going to take the that headline. That's cool. I'm going to read the article. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the smart thing.
0: Ah, oh, turns out you can just avoid a few shops
1: and be reasonable. <sighs> yeah, just uh, one of the comedians that I follow, uh, Ashling B. She does a lot for the eco brand. Yeah, just like here, are people that do like, they they source all their fabrics, their clothes and stuff, sustainable from sustainable yeah. places, and they use so animal safe practices. Yeah, I think that's what they call it animal safe practices. I, you can do it that way. You don't need like you don't need to support capitalism. But the fact that he's saying, Oh, we should have no brands. We should everyone should just wear plain. It like, but even if you're wearing a plain t shirt, a company still made that. It is still a brand. Yeah. You can't be that right. But anyway, there's, uh, there's a there's all fucking side yeah. story that. <laughs> I, I genuinely like screwed with him because he's like he, he always says stuff like, Yeah, I am genuinely pretty woke. And at one point we we're just sitting talking to someone, I was like, Yeah, we should all fucking stick it to the man I was like, excuse me, stick it to the person it's gonna look to me like this. <laughs> <fucking killing laughs> <you>. but, but, <laughs> I'm woke, down. I'm, I'm woke. My mum says I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to get me like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my safe space. Reality doesn't touch me. There's, uh... the, I'm not a fan of the idea of safe spaces. Like, yeah. reality will always step in, like, yeah. Yeah. The, get you toughen up and get used to the outside world. Not yeah. try yeah. to go
0: into a bubble. The, the thing about that is that uh, the idea of being like the safe space bubble. Yeah, everyone in that bubble seems to turn on each other. Yeah, it's. We can't.
1: There's no one else to look outside in on so Let's look at people inside the bubble and start yeah. tearing
0: them apart. Yeah, eventually it's your problem. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you made that guy's head roll, but eventually you're up on that block too. Yeah, eventually you're <laughs> you've got the axe in your neck as well. Yeah, um, I think it's time for a weird showstopper.
1: A weird showstopper. Is it worse than the the Christmas one with the the nail clippings and the peepee? No, no, no,
0: <laughs> no. It's it's a weirdly. That one,
1: I was had some. Shit to work through. That was horrible. I had some images in my head that I did not want them.
0: Now, this is a, a more recent one. Normally, it's, uh, it's something weird that pops up. It's weird fun news. This is just straight up horrific news. Okay. Um, Coming out of California, mm-hmm. there was a town. Uh, I think, remember, it's Chico or something like that. Okay. They had, in one day, 15 heroin overdoses. Or 15 opioid overdoses.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: One scene was described as paramedics doing CPR on two people simultaneously. Jesus. If you do first aid courses, the one thing you're told is that you should be doing CPR almost as little as possible. Like you need to like you need a breather. Mm. So that means two people, typically two people on a a paramedics team, would be doing CPR without any backup. Mm. Unless there was other people there they could kind of help defer the duty to I'm assuming there would be other first responders who respond to overdose. Normally there's a cop shows up, but 15 people were found in one day having heroin overdoses. 12 of them were in hospital. So were they all in separate locations? Yeah, but in the same time. Same same Same, time. Same time. 15 different people just all had overdoses in the same day. Fucking hell. Fuck. Um, And one of them died. 12 were still in hospital, like almost a week later. And uh, this also comes out the same day that there's been a report by a group that look at just raw data and, like, uh, ER rooms and stuff. Mm. 2017, you were more likely to die of a heroin overdose than be killed by a car. Fuck. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, that's useful.
1: But then again, we... Again, talking. again this is all American, so yeah. we're
0: getting very lucky on this one.
1: Yeah. but there's there's again. People in the UK. People are so... Especially nowadays, are so quick to self-medicate. A lot of people... I mean, it's no secret that nowadays a lot of people because we're more I think it's because we're more active there's a lot more injuries mm. I mean I'm a fucking walking injury right now anyway but people yeah. just look at I've got painkillers but I'm not really doing the job what can I go what can I go to next that's slightly
0: yeah. more effective then people just keep going out that top pole and go you know what's really good for a headache cocaine <laughs> <laughs> well the, the thing we point to in the US is that there has been a like generation of people who just had pills for mm. you get pain pills for everything yeah, and that this was in part due to, uh, like, pharmacy companies going at this. Well, it's a privatized market. We'd sell a product, and they just went out there and just tried to just pimp out as many pain pills as possible. Yeah. But now people now have addictions to the point where there's been reports or there's been like interviews of people who said, "Yeah, I uh, I slammed my hand on a car door to get pain pills." Yeah, there's people
1: that there's people that fraudulently try and get medications. Yeah, I mean, you see it a lot of time in sort of medical dramas and stuff that people like, oh, I, I pretended that I had appendicitis to try and get some it, Percocets or something, something that would just really dull the pain. Yeah, but there's genuinely people that do that. Uh, I know one of my lecturers had to deal with a the case that it's past, well past statute of limitations, so we can talk okay. about it freely. Yeah. She they she spoke about it in class. So it's yeah. free to talk about. She went. She dealt with someone who was a known sort of pill like pill ahead and he would actually you know, like, run over his arm like tell his wife like you need to run over my arm because i need to score some pain pills
0: holy fuck he was a family lawyer so they came to her for a divorce <laughs> <laughs> what a divorce. Um, we're gonna tell you one story and then you're gonna agree okay <laughs> okay you're gonna, you're gonna get it in one story what's your story <laughs> 30 seconds later that's a good one <laughs> like,
1: yeah we have a range rover what's that gonna do with the thing i ran over his arm so he could get painkillers I can't do that
0: anymore. I'm taking the kid and I'm fucking off. <laughs> I I think this might not be a stable household. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I just wanted to end the show on that one because we don't do much to kind of actually bring important information to people. But yeah. I think every now and again, when you have a death rate where like two-ton killing machines are being outdone by pain pills, yeah, in killing people, we there's a problem there. And I just, I want you to get more news out there when to say this is an issue. Yeah. When the statistics show that people are safer operating heavy machinery
1: drowsy than they are taking regular pain pills, someone yeah. needs to bring that information to people.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I don't know where this goes uh, as far <laughs> I, as like your long-term yeah. issues.
1: Yeah, I, I get that most people, I mean, again, I've, I have a shit ton of injuries. You're probably the same way just because the amount of gym work and stuff you do. Yeah. Certain injuries will go away. Like the back pain... That you have from deadlifting or the back or the leg pain that you're going to have from doing the treadmill will go away with proper rest and you know relaxation, proper taking proper care of yourself. They will probably go away. But there are some injuries that stick. Like right now, I've done something to my ACL. Yeah. And if it keeps going the way it's going, I might need to go to the surger- surgery route, which
0: I'm fucking avoiding because I've seen an ACL surgery done, and I don't want that shit anywhere near me. ACL surgeries are surprisingly common. Yeah. Surprisingly and if common. you jump and say. I play sports. They're gonna go. You have an ACL injury. Yep. <laughs> Somehow you've ac- you've accumulated one. Yeah. It's just, it,
1: it, you need. To, I think people need to look at other ways. I, I don't want to say holistic medicine because
0: water's not gonna fucking help you. Um, no, it's fine. I put celery salt in it. It's fine. I put I put Himalayan rock salt in there. It's totally gonna to help my cancer. Do I have Himalayan rock salt
1: next door? It's fucking it's fucking hard. delicious. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get. I think in. It's got home bargains or B and M's. Something yeah. through and uh, there's one up here, but they're yeah. fucking all over the place. And just what I call them is just they're Christmas and New Year shops to me because you just go in there and get all your snack foods. Yeah, you get oh you sure, I'll take a kilo of cheese savories. I'll need those. <laughs> Five <laughs> hours later, I'm just like oh god, why did I buy these? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go in there and you get some get big massive grinders of Himalayan rocks. All yeah. fucking delicious, especially on some beef. Beef, put that on top of the beef, oh, yeah. and it's
0: slightly less addictive than pain
1: pills. So uh, I mean, yeah. Eat, eat, eat some good steak. Save, use the
0: money that you're spending on pain pills to go and get some good steak. Yeah. And uh, good luck to all the Americans right now who are currently furloughed in the government shutdown. I personally hope that it's over by the time we edit this podcast. Yeah.
1: How, many, how long has it been going on for now?
0: It's about 20. It was 24 days a couple of days ago. So it's getting up there. Yeah. And like the, 26, maybe 27 days or something. I think 27.
1: It's genuinely, I don't get Trump's tactic with this. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make America great. What are you going to do to make america great i'm going to shut down america <laughs> it's literally like he's setting america yeah. on fire to prove a point to other people
0: yeah but i all the best to you guys who are furloughed out there and who are you know currently waiting for a paycheck yeah fucking I'll, stay strong <laughs> i know they're getting it sorted bit by bit but it's not working yeah, it's it has
1: something i get that people always say oh you should be he should be impeached for this you should be kicked it for that but this is genuinely something he's how many people employed by the government over in America? It's like three thousand people or
0: something. No, it's way higher than that. Um,
1: the I remember seeing the number. It was like thirty-two thousand people or something. I've seen between thirty and eighty thousand, depending.
0: Yeah. It depends because there's like government employees, people who are mandatory staff, but also there's people who are contractors. So the number gets kind of yeah. iffy. I suppose but if
1: you take it in the bigger picture, there's thirty-two people that are probably directly employed by the government, but then government also extends to, you know. Other other civil yeah. things. Like I think it's civil
0: thirty thousand that are furloughed, which means they're not getting paid. Yeah, and they go on a deliberately unpaid status, and it's like eighty thousand top people who are just not working. Yeah, it's, it's
1: it's not it's not good for
0: America. Yeah, and the scary thing is this guy, in a couple of years' time. In fact, how long has he got left this term? A um, year. Um, he's got. Two, well, he's going to have a year before he starts campaigning again. But he's re-elected in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, he stands for re-election twenty twenty. That's two. That's a year away. Yeah. that's fucking terrifying. And people are saying that he might get back in. I yeah, we see it, our, our brothers and sisters in America need to need to do something about that, and I'm not going to weigh down and say this is what you do because I'm I'm Scottish. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy who says look America. This is what you do. You fucking kill him, JFK. That son of a bitch. Uh, no, don't fucking it just. It needs, something needs to be done, and again, a lot of people. I'm fucking. I'm really going heavy on on the Instagram today. You see a lot of Instagram <laughs> people on Instagram saying I voted. That's genuinely the most important thing you can do. Yeah, across like across the fucking globe. Vote the yeah. good people, or vote the people that can do good for your country, and
0: kick out all the assholes. And right now, Donald Trump is the leading asshole in the state. You saw it work in the the midterms. Although I did see something interesting. that was a uh, like Patreon cosplayer I was like, "Look, I got nothing to help. Like, I can't help out people who are furloughed. But if you you just email me a picture of your government like ID, I'll let you have free access to my Patreon. <laughs> you can enjoy that, I guess. Yeah, people, <laughs> th- there's ways to make it better, and. Sort of picture Those George Bush delivering pizza to government employees who weren't getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Even George Bush is helping. <laughs> yeah.
1: And obviously these things go stupidly far to help out the people that are, are being, yeah. are, that are suffering because of the it's government shutdown. Little but, human moments. Yeah, yeah little human moments that are going to help people. Through, but ultimately the, ultimately the way to beat this and stop it forever is <laughs> get that fucking
0: Watson out of, <laughs> out of the White House. Yeah. But yeah. Um, We've been the Jibberfish Podcast. If you want to tweet at us, it's at Jibberfish on Twitter. And if you want to email us, it's jibberfishpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I've been Colin Graham. I've been Dom Anderson. And we've been talking Jibberfish.